T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Yeah. It is Valentine's Day. Yes. Shout out to all the lovers out there. Thank, are you going to play love music thank you, all day? JP. Thank you. You said all the lovers. B, you consider, B's rolling in here with presents? Nah, man. Is that for I, me? Case thank gave you. gave me this. Johnny Cakes Allville gave you a bottle of bourbon for Valentine's Day? No, I did something for his wife, and he said this is a, a thank you. Landfill, if somebody gives you a present on Valentine's Day, that sure as hell seems like a Valentine's Day present, no, correct? No, you do something. He could have you... given it to you yesterday or tomorrow, well, but he gave it to you today. He saw me today. It's Black History Month. They had a uh, you reading to the kids, so I did that for his wife on video, so she was able to show it to her class, and he told me thank you. That's terrific. Me- he gave me a bottle of 1920 Prohibition style. I, I just like that's the strong stuff. Answer a few questions for me. Answer Brian. the question. Did Cakes give you a present on Valentine's Day? JP, we're not going with the crew stupidity today. I mean, we go with the stupidity every day. Well, not today. <laughs> Landfill, did B Mitch get a present from Cakes on Valentine's Day? It looks like it. I got a present from Lurch. What the hell? He gave me cookies. Can I have one? If well, you get wait, in wait, here, wait. Lurch gave I'm not allowed cookies. to come in there while well, we're on. Lurch gave you his cookies. He did, yeah. Yo, are the junkies in love with Landfill How and B? I think they are. J-Dog's got nothing. Jeff, did you get something? I got a good morning. Jeff was in there asleep on the couch. Jeff, do you he live here, here now? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's pulling the L dog. Has, has Jeff taken over Linnell's apartment? No, 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 no. <laughs> Did you stay here last night? No, he going to the little room, that little room, the little small room. Over well, Linnell's apartment's back in the corner. I think he legit kind of moved in. Oh, um, nah, I just get to work early. That's because you probably never went home. <laughs> no, I did go home last night. Landfield, do you believe that Jeff well, all of a sudden morning. just gets to work early? <laughs> he said this morning. I don't know. He might. He might. We have to check the apartment. We have to t- check it for signs of habitation. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff going on. B. Mitch and Landfill are getting Valentine's Day gifts. Jeff moved in. I'm the only one making sense around here. No, you're the one that must be the ass around here. Nobody gave you anything. Listen, nobody hey man, gave me anything. First of all, I know what it is. Cakes knows what it is. His wife knows what it is. He got nothing to do with Valentine's Day. He gave you a present on Valentine's Day. Hey, bro. Have you seen the meme? You know what happens? It's called, when- this is not a present. This is liquor. <laughs> Just saying. Right. If you hook up with a girl on February 13th, you better get her something on Valentine's Day. That's all I'm saying. No. So I don't know what you and Landfill have been up to, no. but you got Valentine's Day presents. Well, whatever. Um, we didn't hook up. I guarantee you that. You know what I did for my wife today? What? You bought uh, her some some uh, some, some chapstick? <laughs> uh, nope. Not this year. 
I got Starbucks delivered coffee this morning. Woo, that's so good. I feel like that's pretty good. No, that's that's garbage. Why is that garbage? Man, please. What'd you do for Monica? Nothing. I did something. You did nah, nothing. I'm lying. I always lie to you. Buddy. So what'd you do? I didn't do anything. How is you just said you were lying? I don't tell people everything I do. I I I sent her uh, a Starbucks and a uh, Dunkin' Donuts thing. I, it wasn't just coffee. It was also a cake pop. Just, a cake pop. Yeah, those you know, are good. Those are good. Now, 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 you said cake pop, so you 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 kicked it to the curb right there. Um, I also want to shout out Chris Kerwin. It's Chris Kerwin's birthday today on Valentine's Day. Whoa! Happy birthday to Kerwin. That's uh, clear, so clearly Chris, a lover. So if he's a lover, is he a lover? Oh yeah. How you know? I don't know. <laughs> he's not a fighter, although he does play hockey and rugby. Well, so maybe he's a fighter. Rugby, he's a fighter. Yeah, yeah. Um. Jeff, it's my understanding you've been pipping yourself out this Valentine's Day. Is that accurate? Yes. Jeff is for hire on Valentine's Day. Tell the world your ingenious plan, sir. Okay, so since I don't have a Valentine, I'm not going to be mad at the game. I'm going to help my brothers win at the game. So, you know, I'm going to be a chauffeur. A chauffeur. I have a wow, hard time. That was saying a hell of a pronunciation. Word. But um, why don't you just say driver? Yeah. No, because I'm a chauffeur. Um, a what? A chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna you gonna show for what? Look, uh, for 150 dollars, you can you can get me for four hours. I'll take you anywhere. I'll come pick you and your date I'll take that deal. That's yeah, and I'll take you to you know your dinner, you know wherever you want to go after that, and then back to where you want to go. You might want to up that price a little bit, though. though. Well, so far he has zero takers, so I don't yeah. think not I'm... true, not true. Well, are you booked? I, I have a potential too, but I don't know if these guys really have dates. So. In other words, you have no. So, Wait, is so, it two so, dudes? So Maybe the, they're each other. These dudes dates. gonna have you drive them around with their with their dates. One of them nah, told me, even if it's just them, nah. one hundred fifty bucks. Take oh yeah, it. nah, nah. If they want me, but you gotta sure. up the price, dog. You think I should up it? No, one hundred fifty for four you, hours. He hasn't been booked yet. You can't up the price if you don't have any clients. Yes, you can. You, you don't. You don't have to go in there low. Go high, dog. See, I didn't even think one. I thought one fifty was pretty high. One fifty is what they pay for for an hour. Beamich also told me that my Valentine's Day gesture was nothing, and then couldn't <laughs> confirm that he did anything. So t- maybe. I don't know that he should up the price if he has no one. Like if he had multiple people asking for his services, because here's. Here's the other side of this. Hey, Jeff. How much is an Uber one way and then two hours later just call an Uber? Yeah, I took care hey. of mine 37 years ago. Oh, I feel you in that. Six figures. That's all I need. That's what I need. All right, but I don't get how you can say that I didn't do enough when I did something. JP, you said you wanted to give your wife chapstick for her birthday, and you're going to give her it was just nice coffee chapstick. for Valentine's Day. Listen, bro, I know this is a bit for you. We know if you give Lauren just coffee, you're going to get a two-piece. And I'm not talking about chicken. Hold on. I think I got Jeff a deal. My boy, who you know, I, my my boy that owns over, under, and cloakroom, says 150 bucks. he'll hire you once a week. But he wants to know what kind of car you're driving. I'm not going to say that over the air. Look, man. Why? Because I don't want everyone in the world to know what type He's of car driving I'm driving. He's driving an Indian. What? Cherokee. Uh, Johnny Cakes Allville's here. Uh-oh. Let's get to the bottom of something here. Um, Cakes, Cakes, he's trying to say I've, you gave me a, a gift. I have a, series, this fool I have a series of simple questions. Yes, please. Fire away. Uh, 
Did you give Brian Mitchell a present on Valentine's Day? No. Him I, and his wife did. He's correct. Is B. Mitch your Valentine? B. Mitch is not my Valentine. Technically. Nope. It was just. Te- it was, technically. Let, let me just explain. It was coincidence that the, that the gift was given on Valentine's <laughs> Day in a red bag. I'm just saying. Okay. Landfill. <laughs> now, if it, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Now, yeah, first of, there's no there's no card there's no Valentine card in yep. here. There are no candy hearts to say be mine. Just a nice nice bottle of liquor. My guy, B. Mitch. It's a red bag on Valentine's Day. It is Day. a red bag on Valentine's Day. He didn't have nothing so, to do with the bag. The wife is my wife. Actually, I bought it at the dollar store. <laughs> you did buy, I the did bag. buy the bag. So, yes, this is full Bam. disclosure. Yes. That bourbon wasn't from the dollar store. No, That's no, a no, nice no. bottle of bourbon. <laughs> it is a nice bottle of uh, brown liquor, which I know so, B. Mitch is a big fan of. So, you picked a red bag and a bottle of brown liquor that you know he's a big fan of. Yes. So, on Valentine's Day. I, I oh, oh, let's go back. Let's go back. He's a he and his wife. Yeah, my my wife and I. Okay. So there's a backstory to this. You that, don't know this the backstory. Get, this is getting weirder. Here's the backstory. <laughs> All three of you. I will just try. I'll listen, try. I, I don't judge. I'm going to try to give the backstory as quick as possible. B. Mitch was nice Take enough. Take your time. We got four hours. B. Mitch was nice <laughs> enough to agree to read a story for Black History Month for the African-American read-in at my wife's school. Shout out to the Calverton Elementary Eagles yeah, that, in Calverton, Eagles. Maryland. That's terrific. Yeah. All of that is yeah, terrific. Sure. But that's why we did it. That's yeah. what happened. So why'd you give him the present on Valentine's Day? It's just, again, coincidence. I, I got the bottle of booze. See, I JP, got the red bag. Normally, normally I, I didn't think about it being you do a Valentine's service. Day bit. I did a service and he gave me a, a yeah, gift. Yeah, it's just a nice thank you to it be wasn't a Valentine's Day gift. It's a gift on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's a gift on okay, Valentine's Day. So that I'm asking you a question. Nobody got me anything. He's, he so didn't reciprocate. If, if by somebody the way. do you a service, you, <laughs> you are supposed to get him a Valentine's Day. Yeah. Your wife did you a service. You want to buy her a cup of coffee? <laughs> I got her some coffee. Yes. That's no, not wait, enough. Can you answer this then? Because I can sure, try. I I'm, think she needs to have a, a PJ to Florida when y'all going out of your mind. I feel uh, like I'm on the hot seat here. I'm well, I'm, I'm sweating all of a sudden. Drab has it set at 85 degrees. That's why you're sweating. Yeah, that's part of it. Um. Now, this you may not be able to answer. Okay, I'm confident, I'll try. I'm confident this man is already out of the building. Okay, yeah. Judging your show's been over, you know, 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, if if your gift to Brian was just coincidentally on Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, which it was. Why did Jason Bishop, a.k.a. Lurch Papa, mm-hmm. give Landfill a Valentine's his Day cookies. present? He Ooh. gave him his cookies. Lurch I, gave cookies I, to I, Landfill. I didn't know that even happened. <laughs> I think it's more Jason, like, I think he's pretty strict with his eating. So, like, if he has, like... If somebody gave uh, him something, if he has like cookies or sweets or stuff he doesn't want around, he'll bring it in here and just pawn it off on us <laughs> so we eat it instead of him. I Le- think that's kind of his smart man. Ladini, yeah. what do you think? I think Lurch is sweet on me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably homemade by his wife. He probably had like a, a, a quarter of one and then he's just pawning them off on the rest of us. Do you think, does. considering Brian got a Valentine's Day yes. present? Yes. And Landfill got a Valentine's Day present mm-hmm. that Jeff and I should be upset that we did not get a Valentine's no, Day present. No, y'all should probably not each because, other. again, no, no, these no, are... No, no. Y'all, should, y'all should share gifts. In this, it, I have a each small other. bag of I Cheetos. I mean, you have Cheetos, so that's solid. And some soups. I'm on a soup <laughs> diet. Oh, really? Yeah, I have soup every day. Well, that sounds like a horrible diet. That's diet. Just that, eating that's nothing horrible. but All soup. sodium in there. Sounds pretty terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Um, All right. But again, these are these are they are gifts, but it's not technically a Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> technically, B. Mitch is not my Valentine, even nope. though I, I really like B. Mitch. I don't like him in that way. I, I you know think you saying? can be platonic Valentines. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know the rules. Like I think you can be like when you're eight and you're exchanging Valentines <laughs> right. like in elementary school. Yeah. But when we're grown men. 
Who, by uh, the way, we we have birthdays one day apart. Bro, man. Beamich, August 18th. House, August 19th, right here. You know who Beamich has the same birthday as? Uh, I heard you guys Eddie talk, Robinson. talking about it yesterday. He's a big fan. Eddie Robinson. Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. Eddie okay. Robinson and, and Jeremy Shockey. Okay, I, I, think, I think my list is off the top of my head. I believe Bill Clinton. Oh. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh. Hey, man. And, that's and opposite Leo's sides of the board. May he spectrum. rest in peace, Matthew Perry. August 19th, a pretty good day. JB looked at the list yesterday. And read all the horrible people. He didn't read the good people. Right, exactly. I, I have the same birthday as Ludacris and Dan Quinn. Give me the okay. horrible people. And also the anniversary of one of the most tragic days in American history. Yeah. Are you are you a 9-11 oh, baby? Yeah. Sure oh, am. man, that's brutal. Um, well, Cakes, have, oh, one more thing. Yes. Jeff Walker is yes. pimping himself out this Valentine's. Oh, oh I saw it. Like, he's going to... Like Uber drive yeah. people to and from Do their dates. Do you need a ride to dinner tonight? Um, I don't think tonight, but I mean, I may take him up on that at some point in the future. Oh, he, I'm gonna take he doesn't him up on seem. It. He seems to only want to do it tonight. Because I had somebody text me oh, he just, that he would only, happily hire him. He's only working one night a year? Yeah. That's, that's it? <laughs> one night, bro. That's it. He Apparently, it's he only one night. Dates. Yeah. Are you going to Norbeck tonight? Not tonight, What no. if Patrick's not rolling out a Valentine's Day special? I would, lo- I would love for him to throw rose petals Heart all over the place. Heart-shaped filet mignons? Have me walk in. That'd be great. But I haven't heard of such plans. All right. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. I know you want to uh, get out of here. Mitch, enjoy your Valentine. Enjoy there it Valentine. is. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> finally, tell the truth around here. Um, Brian, I did want to hey, tell Ray. you. I did want to tell you about a bittersweet moment I had last night. As I told you when we were leaving yesterday, last night was important. It was the playoffs, the semifinals in my paddle tennis league, right? Mm-hmm. So you lost. No, sort of. So it's <laughs> it's a team event. There's seven matches, seven doubles. Me and my boy Skip Yeager kicked things off. We played at 6 p.m. You can play 6, 7, or 8. We played at 6. We won our match. We, we kind of rolled in the first set, had some trouble in the second set, came all the way back. We won two sets. We're in business. Mm-hmm. But it was a funky evening for us because one of our top players wasn't there. Uh, our top player. One of the best players around town. Don't you have just two people on the team? But th- there's like, no, there's like 16 people on a team. And then each team has like series of doubles partners. Okay. Does that make sense? So there's like eight matches in a night and you got to win you know, five out of the eight matches or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of our guys wasn't there, so we only had seven teams. So every doubles line was kind of screwed up. You weren't playing with your normal partners, right? Okay. But me and Skip rolled, we did well. As the night progresses, so I'm not very good. Like, I usually play on, like, the five, six, seven line, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And we were the six line last night. We won all good. The five, six, seven lines all won. But up at the top, we were off kilter a bit because our stud, our number one guy, wasn't there. Do you want to know why you care about this? Why? Because you know who it is. Who's your number one guy? Scott Friend. Hey, where was Scott? Scott, instead of paddle playoffs, decided to go to the Bahamas and I, le- left us in a lurch. I think Scott is a great guy. Well, why, the hell did, why would he give up Bahamas for that crap? Man... Got to support the team. No, apparently. To hell with the team. His daughter's on a, a golf team in college, and they made a tournament that was unexpected. But do you think this is fair? Because Scott missed it, and we probably lost because of him, 
We're now making. No, I think that you all are supposed to carry it for him. B, I won when he's my match. There. What am I supposed to do? I won. So you 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 won it, or did your friend win it? It's doubles. Like we all hit the I just ball. I want to make sure you know. B is extra ornery on Valentine's Day. I don't really understand why. Well, I start. You got a day nice off. Valentine to start your day. I don't have a Valentine. What do you call that bottle of Old Forester? Libation. <laughs> Jeff, I think you need to give B a ride tonight. <laughs> no, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, not at all. Not happening. There's a lot for us to get into today. Um, we're gonna give some caps tickets away. Ovi is scoring at a good clip again, which is exciting. <sighs> Clearly, yeah, he is he is rocking right now, though. I mean, they need it. Um, it, it's interesting too because I think we're gonna get to this zone with the caps where Ovi's kind of the only reason to watch. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been good, but now all of a sudden the playoffs don't seem like a reality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, last night they gave up a touchdown, but blocked the extra point. Like it's, it's not going great. Mm. I think they've lost seven out of their last eight, Ooh. but if you have the Ovi thing to watch, it's something to watch, right? As we get closer and closer to the NFL Combine in a couple weeks, I think hopefully we can all understand that that Adam Peters is running this show and ideally they can start drafting better. Mm -hmm. And I think if they start drafting better, maybe they can play better. But Landfill sent us this story, dude. Let's look at how the commander's rookie classes have stacked up over the last few years. Because it ain't great. Don't go anywhere. Be Mitchell Finley. Just get warmed up. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlays are a perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. Listen, we have the Clippers going against the Warriors tonight. And I think we can go with this. This is a great one right here. Draymond Green, six-plus assists. Paul George, 25-plus points. Ivica Zubak, 10-plus rebound. And Steph Curry to make five three-pointers. That's plus 726. $10 will pay you 72.70. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Brian to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay with TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel sponsored with the official partner of 1067 Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. Minimum three leg parlay required. Refund issued as a non withdrawable bonus bet, which expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Gambler. Let it play one chorus, Landfill. Playing love songs all day because it's Valentine's Day. All of to you. Shout out, Led Zeppelin. All right, B. Um, I don't think this is going to be too difficult to guess. Yes. Um, we're going to go through the NFC East. Landfill found us this article from NFL.com ranking NFC East rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start with the old Washington Commanders. What would you give that rookie class grade? Last year? Yeah. D? Yeah, it sounds... I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head here. Forbes gave you nothing. It was almost a negative for half the season. Quan Martin came on Martin at the came end. came on at the end. But, it but was early like, on. Yeah. I mean, on the field. He, he wasn't active for the first, like, six yeah. weeks or yeah. something. Um. Stromberg got hurt. Uh, the fourth rounder, I think, they put on IR with a fake injury. Wasn't that the kid from Utah that they were trying to convert to tackle? Braden Daniels? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Man. I think. In training camp earlier, it looked like that was a mistake. What? I mean, they gave him a fake injury and said, hey, take a year off. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get paid. Uh, right. you come back. I, maybe it's a real injury. I'm not trying to be too flippant, but I'm telling you it wasn't. Um uh, K.J. Henry came on, fifth rounder. K.J. Henry came on. Jones played well, so it's a good part of the season. Chris Rodriguez looked pretty good, but then he dealt with the injury but late. But the thing about it, though, when your top two guys give you relatively nothing. Yeah. As an overall season. The overall season, they, Quan did come off great in the end, but you didn't have enough no. from those guys to be able to put it past a D. Lanville, what's your grade for him? I think D's right. It was... Uh... Yeah, it was a rough draft. <laughs> rough. I mean, when you get basically nothing out of your first-round pick, you can't expect much. If you get nothing out of the first-rounder, it's hard to get above a C yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Commanders fans should really be hoping that Joe Witt and the new defensive side of the ball for Washington, which have had, had so much success in Dallas developing corners, can can get Emmanuel Forbes right. Um, running through this list now, Forbes, 16th overall pick. Played in 14 games, had six starts. Quan Martin technically played in 16 games, but he didn't get defensive snaps till like, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stromberg played in three games, went on IR. Braden Daniels was, was IR out of camp. Um, K.J. Henry played in 10, had three starts. Chris Rodriguez played 13 games, showed something for real, and he then does. got hurt late in the year. Yeah. Um, Andre Jones played in 14 games. NFL.com gives them a D 
Plus. No, NFL.com. It's like BKM.com. I don't know where the plus came from, but that's fine. I um, mean, if you get a D minus, a D or a D plus on your uh, schoolwork, what do you get? One point, right? Uh, well, I think, I don't know. Zero, it's a zero for F. It's a one for the D. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. So, so basically you get a one. Yeah, these aren't great. I've gotten yeah. a few of them. Um, C's get degrees, not C's D's. C's get degrees, not D's. I'll read this now from NFL.com. The commanders used their first two picks on defensive backs and both had their share of struggles as rookies. Forbes was a playmaking artist in college, but that skill didn't translate readily in year one, and he was repeatedly picked on early in the season, miscast in a zone-heavy defense, and stripped mm. of his starting role. His best moments, and Forbes had a few, tended to come against lesser offenses. It seems clear he'll face a big offseason with Dan Quinn and the next coaching staff. Martin earned the nickel roll down the stretch, and he spent some time at safety, too, much like he did in college. Finding the right spot for him in a new defense will be interesting. Martin also could project to be a jack-of-all-trades capable of playing multiple roles. Henry got his chance following the trades of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, logging some eye-opening snaps along the way. The body of work as an every-down player remains incomplete, but Henry could make it as a rotational rusher next season. Jones also saw a late-season uptick in playing time, albeit with fewer flash plays. Washington could have used O-line help, but received almost nada from Stromberg and Daniels as rookies. Stromberg played 26 snaps, and Daniels was put on IR after struggling in camp and preseason. I appreciate the honesty there, NFL.com. Uh, their futures seemingly remain very much up in the air, especially with the new Quinn regime in town. I don't think they're cutting a third or a fourth rounder, but we'll find out. Um, lastly, if there was a rookie bright spot, it was Rodriguez, who averaged 4.8 yards per carry and established himself as an angry, forceful runner in spite of being overlooked much of the season. He logged a long carry of at least 11 yards in each of his final five games and could be a first and second down tone setter if he can avoid injuries. I tend to agree with all that. <clears throat> I'm curious what they do specific to Rodriguez. Um, you think they bring back Antonio Gibson? He's free. He's a free agent. I don't know. I I, I would say, I'm going to look. You got Rodriguez. You have Robinson. And I think Robinson has shown he can catch off the backfield. Rodriguez is getting better at it. I don't know if he gave. I don't know if AG gave you enough over the last two years for that to be something they're gonna necessarily do. Then well, he may he may get some some uh, because of his ability, he may get enough. You know, what enough, you, enough people looking at him to where that price may be too much to just bring him back. What do you think the market is for Antonio Gibson? And I think he's not. He's not your main guy necessarily. Right. Now, let's be real. Cliff may come in here and think he is. In four seasons, he had almost 4,000 yards from scrimmage, 3,900 yards from scrimmage, 29 touchdowns, did have the 12 fumbles. He had the 6-1 season in 21. Um, a, a dual threat, could catch out of the backfield, is a good runner. The majority came, what, his second year or first year? His first two years, he went over 1,000 yards from scrimmage both seasons and had double-digit touchdowns. And then his role was significantly reduced when they drafted Brian Robinson. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I like AG a lot. I don't think he'll be back 
I think if I had to guess, um, they just draft somebody else. Right. Like, I mean, they've got. But like a guy with that that type. Listen, he has great ability. He has to start bringing it out a lot more. Agreed. I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have eight draft picks. A guy like Chris Rodriguez last year flashed as a rookie. I mean, this is the problem with the running back position is you feel like you can get somebody that helps you on day three. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what prevents a lot of these guys from really getting paid. I, you know, the second contract is when these guys really get paid. And I don't know. I'm curious if over the cap has a projection for Gibson's next deal. Um because I, I just don't know what it's going to look like. And, I mean, he's only 26 years old. I understand. Um, do they have a projection here? I think he'll probably, whatever that deal looks like, I think he'll get, it'll be one year guaranteed. If, you know, what I think the guarantees will be kind of minimal. Um, it'll be tricky to see. Uh, over the cap thinks he gets about two and a half mil mm. on, on a one-year deal. That, that sounds about right. That's just that's a cutthroat ass market in the running back world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what else is crazy, Brian? And we've talked about it, but now that it's like becoming reality, is you see that all of the attention devoted to the defensive line, mm-hmm. and they basically have to start brand new. I mean, two they don't have to start brand new. You got Payne and Allen. You got Payne and Allen. You asked somebody else. They already got they they got the, the 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 core. They got the foundation. If they keep both of those guys, Two Hills a free agent. I think Ridgeway is a restricted free agent. Obata's a free agent. Ridgeway, James Smith Williams is a free if you agent. You want him back? You could, you could you could get that back. Uh, but now you you got to just add some other pieces to the outside. You have what you need inside. Gonna need some depth, and 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 now that you have a different mindset here, hell. Okay, Ridgeway's under contract. What well, KJ under Henry contract. did last year, and didn't seem like he was getting the toolage. He and Andre, those guys can probably step up and have some, especially with John and now which going inside. You hope. I'm going. They to played a lot you, last year. I'm going to tell you based off of the way I watch other teams play that this the the coaching staff basically came from. I'm expecting it to be an uptick in their their production. I well, saw the same old crap. I saw a scheme last year. I didn't see anybody using their athletic ability. Not to mention that, I mean, Dan Quinn comes from a defensive line perspective. So you think it's fair to assume he's going to be highly involved on the D-line. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think if linebackers play better, could help him. Um this is actually interesting. Hot off the presses. Press release from Ashburn. Landfill. Probably working from Ashburn tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, 2.30. Offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury and defensive coordinator Joe Witt. Speaking, yeah, we're probably working from Ashburn tomorrow. Speaking to the media, um, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm sure we will take that live here on 106.7 The Fan. Hear that though? We probably working from there from there tomorrow in Landfill. Yeah, might as well. Um, although the damn Wi Fi's been awful out there, but we'll figure oh, all that man. out. Talk, all right. Um 
You don't have a, a click thing? I'm telling you, it hadn't been working. But it actually worked fine when we were out there for the day. I'm not talking about the Wi-Fi. I'm talking about the Ethernet cord. Wasn't it a cord in that room? It, it, it works intermittently. Maybe you, you come out there, they'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> you know who always figures it out? Not just for p- fancy people like Beamish, but for regular people like me. Orsman Automotive of Virginia. I've bought four cars from these guys. B's bought 100. B just got a new one. I'm probably due for a new one this summer. Working with Orsman is like working with your family, man. I know those guys well. They've taken care of me and my family. They've got seven locations all over Northern Virginia. They got Buick, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, GMC, Jeep, Kia, Ram, Toyota. They got two different Toyota dealerships, one in Fairfax, one in Chantilly. They got it all. They got great financing. They'll buy your car. They'll lease you a car. They'll take care of you. Go check them out. Oarsman VA. Brian, I know one thing that keeps you coming back is the Lifetime Edge. Yep, the Lifetime Edge. They give you up to $1,500 in extras, include, including complimentary car washes with every scheduled maintenance, loaner cars with every major maintenance, and a Lifetime Engine Guarantee. But let me tell you what they do. They take care of you. I went there. I traded in my other car. They gave me the most money than anybody around here. That's this one place we can go to. And they like to say that they'll give you the most. Nope. Orsman destroyed that. Uh, they took care of everything. Man, I'm going to tell you, I got this Kia EV9. I absolutely love it. You can, And also, if you want to sell a car, go to Orsman. They'll pay you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value, regardless of its make, model, or year. It's simple. They like to keep their customers happy, just like I am, just like JP is. Take it from us. Two extremely satisfied Orsman customers. Let's rock. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Together. So, Landini, let me ask you this. Tomorrow, 2.30, Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Witt, talking to the media. Um, I bet the question ratio is 4 to 1, Kingsbury to Witt. Does that sound about right? Uh, Yeah. Right? That'd be 80% or something? Um. Give me one question for Kingsbury, one question for Wit. I think for Wit, I'd almost specifically want to ask him, what do you see in Emmanuel Forbes? How can you get that fixed? How can you make that right? Kingsbury? He's going to get... We got to talk about Caleb, dog. You got to watch Caleb Williams. What did you see in him? And just let him answer. I'd also uh, like to ask him about the uh, second half uh, when he was with Arizona. Those offenses really kind of nosedived in the second half of the season. Sure. I don't. I don't know exactly how you would formulate that question, but I want to ask him something about that too. Jeff. Press conference tomorrow, Joe Witt, Cliff Kingsbury. One question for each of them. For for Kingsbury, what is your plan to make this offense more electric, more exciting? 
Good one. Are you going to go through the draft? Are you going to go get some players? I just want to know. And uh, for Wit, what is your plan to bring this defense back to what it was? You know, we were, they claim we were overrated, then we dropped off. You know, do we keep the same scheme? Do, you know, do you want to go get more players? Do you want to attack at the D-line? You know, who, who do you want to get in the draft? The defense is is the one I'm worried about the most because, you know, Washington, that has always been out. Well, since I've been watching, that has always been our footprint. You know, we always had strong defenses from Sean Taylor's to LeBron Landry's and, you know, London Fletcher's. How are you going to get us back to that? Very good question. A follow-up for Landfill. Landfill, should LeBron Landry be in the same sentence as Sean Taylor and London Fletcher? Never. Yeah, incorrect. But I, I get where you're going with that in general, Jeff. In general, I'm with you. Um, it's really interesting because you've got a, a young ascending guy in Joe Witt that I, I think folks should be really excited about. But because Cliff, there's a lot with Cliff that's going to be interesting, right? Like, he's been a head coach. He's like this young, good-looking, debonair guy. Both these dudes, I think, are the same age, 44, 45. They're about my age. I guess a little bit older. Um, but, like, Joe Witt's the kind of guy, if this thing goes well, for everybody's consternation about losing an offensive coordinator, if the commander's defense is really good, Joe Witt's going to get looks. Um, but Kingsbury has been a head coach. He's been at USC. Everybody cares about quarterbacks and offenses and – He's a guy that that moves that needle. It's going to be really interesting to hear both these guys talk tomorrow. Um, I don't know the, the answer to this. Cliff Kingsbury is a Texas guy. He's from San Antonio, that area. Do we know if Kingsbury has like a Texas Southern accent? Anybody, anybody remember hearing him talk? I don't think he does. I think of him as more like Hollywood than I do... Texas. You got to ask him about his uh, high school mascot, though. What is it? I think they were like the unicorns or something. I probably won't ask him about that. But you it's should good to know. Um, now Joe Witt is from Alabama. He's from Auburn, Alabama. I wonder if he played at Auburn. Um, he went to college at Auburn. Okay, yeah. Um, I bet he's got an accent. You don't get out of Alabama without an accent. What Cliff Kingsbury's high school mascot is the Unicorns Landville? Something like that. New Braunfels High School. New Braunfels, Texas. Looks like a lovely town. Yeah, they're the Unicorns. How? What do you mean how? It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Shout out to New Braunfels. Uh, I told you we were going to give away Caps tickets. Here we go. Caps tickets. Caller number 10 right now. 800-636-1067. You can win two tickets to see the Caps Monday, February 26th against the Ottawa Senators at Capital One Arena. For tickets and the complete Capital schedule, visit thefandc.com slash contest, courtesy of the Washington Capitals. Landville, read that text you just sent me and the incredible amount of typos there. What a remarkable day. I didn't write it. I'm not saying you did. I'm just... 
It's remarkable. Call it number 10 right now. You get the Caps tickets. Who sings this? Labouche. Labouche. All right. I bet my man Neil Greenberg's ready to rock. Greenberg, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. It's a that one's a pull from what, like '95? I think that song was. Yeah, hey, man, this this gets the club going, Greenberg. If you and I were ever at a club, um, I want to start sincerely thanking you for the uh, 55 yard and up field goal bet. I put that in, and it kind of bailed me out of uh, some Niners jams. Yeah, that was a good price. What was it? Plus 400. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so that was actually, I came about that twofold. Number one, obviously indoors, kicks go further. Um, also, the elevation um, of the stadium is, is higher than most, and uh, there's going to be some pressure issues. I know it's still a dome, but it's not a, you know, a, a, an airtight chamber. Um, so I, I, I bet that with confidence. And there was two, right? There were two back-to-back uh, record-breaking field goals, 55 and 56 yards. Yeah, I mean, it was wild, man. Um, so how'd your Super Bowl end up? I, it's crazy to me the discipline you show in your gambling. I, I texted you for picks, and all you had were two plays. You had the field goal play, and I can't remember what the other one was. Forgive me. Uh, yeah, the other one was a field goal. The first uh, Kansas City drive, a field goal attempt. Um, that was also a plus money. That one didn't hit, but I did good. I mean, the um, the field goal prop obviously went well. Um, I had the under. Uh, that squeaked by. Um, I that, thought it'd that be, squeaked by, dude. I, I thought it'd be a tight game, um, and it certainly looked a little bit tight in the beginning. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a it was a profitable Super Bowl for me. It was a a very profitable playoffs. I think I went like thirteen and two in the playoffs in my uh, in my picks in print, and uh, it was a good season overall. So I can't complain. Hey Greenberg. Yes. The, the 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 what's the, what does analytics say about taking the ball first in overtime of a Super Bowl or in any overtime? Yeah, so I mean, this is uh, this is obviously the the talk of a lot of different things. Um, I I don't believe that there is much difference. Um, you look at some of the the analytics and there. There's not much of a difference between getting the ball, taking the ball. Um, you know, it's it's more of a narrative thing than anything. You still have to score. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know if there's any necessarily like tried and true type of you know you always want to take the ball, you always want to um, you know defer, etc. Um, you know, there's so many there's so many things for people to to look at. When they're when they're looking at that game, um, you know if you want if if you want evidence that Shanahan made the poor decision, you certainly can find that. If you want evidence that the Chiefs got lucky, you can certainly find that. You know they they had five fumbles. They um, you know they they had a terrible first half. Um, you know so you can you can find a bunch of different things for a bunch of different narratives, but. You know, when it comes down to overtime, I mean, you got to score, right? I mean, like, you just have mm-hmm. to score and take care of the ball. And, um, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of that during that game. Well, how about the fact that Andy Reid had already told, like, going into the game that they were going to go for two if if put in that situation? Like, it kind of negates 
Kyle's theory about if we got the ball third, right? Right, and that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> like in a vacuum, and this is where you know this is where the analytics um, debate or whatever you want to call it just kind of spirals because it's not. It's never meant to be like the <clears throat> the ending of the conversation, right? It should it should always just be adding context and kind of leading you in a new direction to make a new decision based on new information. So like you said, you know, if you knew for certain that what the other coach was going to do, then certainly it informs your decision. But, you know, if he's going to go for two and try to win the game right there, you know, that changes the, the calculus as well. Um you know, so I just think that uh, you know you, you can find whatever you want in that game. Like if you, whatever side you want to take, Shanahan's an idiot. Patrick Mahomes is the best of all time. You know, Andy Reid's the goat, or mm. you know, the 49ers lost more than the Chiefs won. Like, there's a little bit of everything that you can find in that game. Um, so what, I think it was entertaining to say the least. Well, where do you land? What did you find? Not what, not narratives or any of that. I mean. It's getting harder and harder to argue with Mahomes, I, I'd say. Um, yeah, he was great. Um, I do think San Francisco lost that game. If if we were if we were talking last week, and we knew for certain that the first drives for the Chiefs was going to be a punt, punt, fumble, punt, field goal, and then for the first half, and then they would start the second half with an interception and a punt, a field goal and a punt. You know, would you in any way, shape, or form bet on the Chiefs to win that Super Bowl? No. No. So, so I, I, I truly believe that San Francisco lost that game by not being able to capitalize on a very, very poor start by the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and, and see, that's the, the second thing I, half. They what I had pick. said, they, they started – San Francisco started slow in both of their games prior and came back and won. And when that game got to the point where you saw Kansas City playing horrible, everybody around me, I said, San Francisco going to lose this game because they can't capitalize. Because when you have Pat Mahomes, you have a chance. Absolutely. And if you needed to be up like 20 at the half <laughs> to right. feel good about that situation. And um, I think I even tweeted at one point when there was like two minutes left, like that's too much time for Mahomes because – you know, you you absolutely have to you absolutely have to deliver the knockout punches in, in games like this. And you know, when you're gifted punts and fumbles and interceptions and you know, just an overall not being able to allow your opponent to move the ball, you know, if if you're not capitalizing on that, then that's you know that's that's not a mark of a good football team. And, and I have this argument a lot where you know people say, well. You know, a football team wins, you know, close games a lot, so that means that they're gritty. But, no, that means that they're just not dominant, and it's the dominant teams that win the championships. And, you know, we've seen the 49ers be dominant over the course of the season, um, but they weren't in this game, and it obviously cost them. I think we, we look at it, we talk about uh, in this day and age, you got to score points. Yes. They scored 22 with all those things happening for them. Who does that blame fall on? Because – when you start hearing about the overtime rules and one team knew and one team didn't, I think you got to go to the head coach on that. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a, a coaching issue. I mean, Steve Wilkes had no answer for the the Chiefs in the fourth quarter and overtime. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes literally marched down the field 
and just seemingly, you know, just had an answer for everything. Um, and he had an answer for everything with, with receivers that, you know, obviously aren't the best collection of receivers in, in the NFL. They've had a lot of trouble this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the the it all starts with the coach. And that's something that we've talked about, you know, in prior shows as, as the Washington's coaching situation. I mean, you need a guy that inspires confidence and is able to lead and is a good communicator and everything. And if you have your guys coming in saying, like, you know, we didn't know what the rules are, I mean, like that to me – is just a fundamental breakdown of the coaching staff. And, um, you know, it's hard to execute when you don't even really know what you're executing against, right? Like if you don't know what the overtime rules are, you know, it becomes it, – it's just one more layer of difficulty that you absolutely don't need in a championship game. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan's undeniably a great coach, a really good coach somewhere in there, right? And a lot of it's been injury, but he's now had three Super Bowl losses, or at least two as a head coach. And it, what we forget about is three seasons in San Francisco since he's been out there, they've failed to win, I think, seven games. Um, the first two years, obviously, they stunk. And then in 2020, after the Super Bowl appearance, they went 6-10. Now, they had quarterback injuries and stuff, but... Um, what do you – what happens next for Kyle? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I've i actually said that I'm surprised, like, his seat isn't hotter. Um, mm. Because you you got to win these games, right? Like, you don't get many chances to, to win. And, you know, if the Chiefs are truly going to be a dynasty, you know, how many bites of the apple do you, do you think you can get? Because – um, you know, the NFC is always going to improve. There are some good teams out there with Dallas, Philadelphia, you know, Detroit's up and coming, you know, even the Raiders kind of push for the division in the NFC West this year. Um, you know, we, we always have the turnover and there's always going to be surprise teams, uh, you know, every year. And, you know, you have to, you have to take these chances when you have them. Now I will say for Kyle, I mean, you know, look, if if Drake Greenlaw doesn't get hurt just, you know, running onto the field and, you know, if a punt doesn't, you know, go off someone's foot and, you know, yeah, if they get a little more spooky. fumble luck, right. I mean, we, we could be having a very different conversation. Um, but, I'm, I'm, you know, you have to, you, you know, you also have to look at, you know, where the 49ers are going and, um, you know, I, I think it's certainly legitimate, not necessarily the question if Kyle's the guy, but is he the guy to get them over this final hurdle? Because there are coaches that are good at developing young, unproven teams. There are coaches that are good at getting them to the next level. And then there are coaches that are good at winning championships. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you're, if you're not good at winning championships, but you know that has to be recognized and you have to make a, a tough decision. He was asked a question about can they win, the big, game, win big games and I think what people are saying, can he win the big one, the big one, the Super Bowl? He's been in three of them. He's led in all three. He was the offensive coordinator in one and the head coach in the other two. Lost all three of them. So, I mean, I understand, like, the things that happen, but still, when you're the head coach, they're going to start blaming him. Yeah, and there's only, you know, there's only a – look, what's the average tenure of a coach? Five years, mm-hmm. maybe, 
right? And there's only probably less than that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, know, there's only a certain amount of of spots, right? There's only 32 spots to begin with, and you have these owners that are looking at you know other teams turning it around quickly and winning, and um, you know there's there's just a lot of emotional stuff that's also in play. Um, You know. Look, we, we've seen irrational. We've seen our owners make irrational decisions before. You know, especially locally. Um, you know, you certainly have to to look at that. And, and like you said, I mean, you know, you get a couple of chances and and you whiff on all of them, and you whiff in a way that calls into question if you can do it. I think that that's that's bad for a coach. I just think optically and narratively. That that's the type of thing that you don't want to be questioned, especially not in public. Like, you know, uh, can you do this? And and a lot of people think that you might not be able to. Um. Yeah, it's going to be remarkable. I, I in no way am I advocating that the Niners should make a change or anything. Me either. But like, but like no, you, nobody's saying that. You just saying. wonder how that it starts to come about, though. Yeah, man, it, it really does. Um, Greenberg, let's let's turn it locally. Uh, Commanders just added Anthony Lynn. Um. I like that for the staff. Anthony Lynn was with the Chargers when they drafted Herbert. Herbert speaks really highly of him. They they put together a staff now that has hell uh, at least two. I, I'd have to run through it, but Lynn was a head coach. Yeah, Kingsbury was, Kingsbury a head was coach. The head coach. They, they, um, they're building something special. They're trying. I, I still don't know about that O line hire, but the Giants also had a bazillion injuries, so I don't know that we can really grade that. Uh, what do you think of the staff we're starting to see in Ashburn? I, I like it. I actually like the Cliff Kingsbury hire because um, he's not a head coach. But <clears throat> I tell you what, I think he can scheme an offense. And, you know, I, I think that that's what you need in, in the NFL. You need, you know, you need guys that can be innovators. We've talked about that before. And I think, you know, Kingsbury can certainly be an innovator. And um, I I would trust that he could figure something out with whoever they get at number two, especially if it's a quarterback. Um, you know, I, I think that that, um, that was good. And I think overall the, the staff is, is good. I think the only, the only challenge with the staff is the storylines before it got here, right? I think if, you know, if, if you took Brian Johnson out of the equation and, you know, the, the talk was more around Dan Quinn bringing in guys like Kingsbury, I think, I think everyone would be pretty happy with that. Even though Quinn's a defensive-minded coach, I, I still think it would make a lot of sense. Um, but because Brian Johnson was like such a popular storyline and, and fan choice and, and darling and everything yeah, else. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ben Johnson. Um, you know, it's, it kind of took the, the luster off of anybody else that they got. But, yeah, I mean, I think the staff is good, and, and I certainly think that they're capable and um, you know, I think that they're gonna they're gonna be able to to do some good things. Now we just got to see what they do in the draft. Um, I I agree with that. It's gonna be interesting what they do in the draft, and and I think it's overly simple to say, well, Cliff was with Caleb at USC, so they're gonna go after Caleb. I think. What do you think of them trading up to one? Uh, it's not happening. I, I don't see it happening. All the math says to don't do it, especially to trade up to number one. Um, you, if anything, I think there's a much greater chance they trade back than they do. There's a much greater chance that they trade back and not take a quarterback with the first-round pick 
than there is, in my opinion, of them trading up to number one to get Caleb. Um, but I get it. It makes sense. I mean, there's a direct connection there, and, and people love to connect dots. But the the haul that you have to give to get up to the number one would just – you'd have to know for sure that Caleb was a guy – was the guy, and he's going to be – you know, like a Mahomes where you have him for five years and he's going to be able to deliver, you know, playoff wins and, and all that other stuff. And, you know, that's just impossible. Like no one can, can beat the draft. Um, so I, I, I just think you, you stay at number two, you get a guy everybody's comfortable with, and you tail the offense around him and you make it happen. And, if you know, if, if Cliff Kingberry can, can do well with Caleb, then I'm sure he could do well with – you know, whoever else they get and, and make it work. So, you know, that's that's kind of my whole thing with giving this organization the benefit of the doubt now. Um, you know, they, they seem to be trending in the right direction. And, um, you know, whoever they get, they can probably figure out how to make it work. Um, I, quickly, uh, talking with Neil Greenberg, our friend from the Washington Post, you can follow him at N Greenberg. Ovi's gotten hot. I know, it's great. Um, how are we looking now in the Gretzky chase? Yeah, I mean, he's certainly, and, you know, it's good to see some puck luck go his way. Well, you um, talked about how that was a problem earlier. Yeah, and nothing much has changed. I mean, he just, now the, the stuff's starting to go in. He's on, like, a 22-goal pace. Um, that That's good. Like, if he can get to, you know, 25, 30 goals, then I think the chase is, is well within, like, his career length, right? I mean, he's going to be... You know he's getting up there in age, and I don't, you know I don't know how much longer he's going to play, but um, you know in the into his you know early 40s should probably be doable. So yeah, we're on a 22 goal pace now. That's way better than 15, and um, I think a lot of people can can breathe a sigh of relief. How far My behind only question is now, now is you know what does the team look like around him? But you know that's a conversation I guess for another day. Um, how far behind is he now? Um, he's got. Uh, Eight hundred and thirty-six, and and Gretzky's at eight ninety something. Yeah, so we're you know eight ninety-four. So we're you know we're getting there. I mean we're we're getting there. It's not going to be easy. Does he need a third year then? Well, he's got fifty-eight goals left. So you know whatever you know if he gets another you know let's say like ten this year, forty-eight. I mean it could be you know it could be two seasons. I mean we've seen him. You know, we've seen him have some some pretty strong seasons before. Um, yeah, I think I, I I think he'll be fine if he plays another. You know, this season, two more seasons after that, um, then you could just trot him out weekend at Bernie style. You know, and just try to you know, get him the couple that he needs. I see. I don't see Ovi doing weekend at Bernie's. I think Ovi gonna uh, have some life. Yeah. If he's on on ice, he's gonna have some life. I but. think if he's like less than ten away, you know you. You know, you you just do it like you you have Tom Wilson behind him, strapped to him, like doing the, you know, the whole thing. Hi, how you doing? And get him in his office and just try to make it work. Um, um, are they going to yeah, do anything at the trade deadline here? Uh, you mean like to sell? Yeah, sell Mortimer. Um, yeah, I think they have to sell. I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, obviously, you know, Ovechkin's probably safe. But you're 23, 21, and eight. You're near the bottom. Um, you know, I've said before, like this season really is all about Ovechkin and the chase. You know, maybe you know trade some players, get some you know get some some future assets. 
Um, this way, you know, it's not just a complete tire fire for Ovechkin, swan songs, and, um, you know, just do the best you can that way. I just, you know, I don't think anyone really thought that they would contend for this season. Uh, Greenberg, we got to go. Thank you for the Appreciate time, as always, dude. All right. I hope you're both my Valentines. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day Valentine. to you. That's our guy, Neil Greenberg, our Valentine, apparently. Uh, when we come back, <laughs> breaking news from Ashburn, another coach. We're going to dive deep. Don't go anywhere. Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for my friends over at Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverter heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com, and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude, because if it ain't Rude, it definitely ain't right. It definitely ain't right. All right, Landfill, keeping the love songs going. What was the love song you requested, Jeff? Love by Keisha Cole. Apparently that's not in the system. Yeah, but that's that's uh, like a Valentine's Day banger. Somebody calls in and win the hockey tickets. Mm-hmm. And you start talking trash about me to him? I don't know what you're talking about. My man Wayne was I believe it. won the ticket. You told him I, you told him I suck at golf. <laughs> <laughs> and you shot 142? Hey, that was a generous 142. <laughs> hey, can I we stop talking a, about stuff in no, the past? I, I just got this text up reading like, Jeff talking trash about me to winners of the hockey tickets? Um, Wayne, you would never win nothing again. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. I'm going to play the Ocean Course in May. What do you think I'll shoot there? 142? May. Uh, I don't know what day. You're talking about in? Kiowa. Kiowa? Oh, Lord. If it's windy? Yeah. If it's windy, probably 140. Um, Number two, landfill. Is all I need Method Man and Mary J in the system? That's the all-time hip-hop love song. I'll check. Thank you. Does that, it have love in the title? I, I, I. That's a good. That's that, a good recommendation. I, 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 I need love. That my request is Meth and Mary J. All I need. That's a. It's a Valentine's Day love story. Um, Mary J. Brings it home. All right, B. Let's talk about Anthony Lynn. Um, it is not there. Ah, oh, dagger. Um. Commanders just announced they've hired Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn has an impressive track record as a head coach. He was the head coach of the Chargers for four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, when they had Rivers and Rivers was cooking, they went nine and seven and then twelve and four. I believe he was NFL Coach of the Year when they were twelve and four in twenty eighteen. Um, and then I'm trying to remember if nineteen might have been when Rivers kind of fell apart and he threw the twenty picks that year. Um, Pulling it up. 19, it went poorly. Yeah, that was when Rivers threw 20 interceptions and kind of clearly I think his body was was over it at that point. He was getting beat up. Uh, um, the following season, they draft Justin Herbert and Anthony Lynn turns to him as his starter. Remember, the, the doctor punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. Remember that story? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I mean, really crazy stuff. But late in that the, doctor should have been sued. 
I, I hope he was. I assume he was. I don't you know. You can't really sue an uh, employee of the station like that. An employee of the team? Uh, of the team, yeah. Oh, wow. That's um, a rule the NFL has some some type of deal that's set up in that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, So Herbert ends up starting, I believe, week two. And he's a rookie quarterback. It's up and down. But they finish the season strong. They finish the season on a four-game win streak, including wins over the Chiefs. Um, and Herbert starts to really show the world that he can play. If you remember, he threw 31 touchdowns as a rookie. I believe that set a rookie touchdown record in 15 starts. There was a lot of conversation around should the Chargers stick it out with Anthony Lynn and Justin Herbert and let this thing develop. I looked this up. This is um, after their last game, Justin Herbert said, Coach Lynn's been awesome. Him and I, we've gotten really close over these past couple months. He's always out on the field, and whether he's helping the running backs, the offensive line, the quarterbacks, he's been doing a great job of stepping into our meetings and telling us exactly what he wants and how he wants it done. He's a leader, and this team follows him, and I really believe in him. Now, just for the history lesson, the Chargers ended up firing Anthony Lynn to hire who, Brian? The idiot? Yeah, the idiot. Brandon Staley, um, who lasted all. Where did they get him? uh, They didn't win a playoff game, but they did have a 27 to nothing lead in a playoff game. If you have a 27 to nothing lead and you lose that game, yeah, you should be fired. So, Justin Herbert speaks very highly of Anthony Lynn. I think that's important on a team that's probably drafting a rookie quarterback. Herbert spent his rookie season with Anthony Lynn. This past year, what was Lynn up to, you may ask, Landfill? Ask it. Uh, What was Anthony Lynn up to this past year? He was the San Francisco 49ers run game coordinator. Oh! Um, Anecdotally, I think off the top of our head, we can all remember, oh, the Niners run the ball pretty damn well. Yes, they do. How well do they run it? I will tell you. They led the league, didn't they? Uh, Eighth in rushing attempts, third in rushing yards, first in rushing rushing touchdowns. They averaged 4.8 yards per carry. They averaged 4.8 yards per carry. That's good. That's really good. You contrast that with what Washington had last season in the run game, which was... They were dead last in rushing attempts. They were 27th in rushing yards, 15th in rushing touchdowns, and they averaged 4.4 yards per carry. I'd expect the run game to be way better with Anthony Lynn. Oh, yeah. And if you want to credit that to McCaffrey, I get it. Um, Christian McCaffrey had an outrageous season this past year, went over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Somebody got to put the thing together, though. Here's what I'll say. Christian McCaffrey's a really good player. This was the most touchdowns he's ever scored in a year, the second most yardage he's ever put together in a year, and his highest ever yards per touch average. So certainly McCaffrey's a huge part of this. Trent Williams, they got a lot of good players. Nobody's denying that. But even a dude like McCaffrey, who has done so much in his career, performed his best this year with Anthony Lynn as the run game coordinator. You need further evidence? While McCaffrey in 2019 in Carolina had more yards from scrimmage, McCaffrey had never had as many rush yards as he did this season, 1,459 rush yards. I can tell you this, Jay. I uh, was told we got some things to be coming and about to happen, and he's absolutely right. 
Yo, McCaffrey's YPC this year? Guess. 5.6. 5.4, high of, highest of his career. And, I mean, going one step further on this, in 2019, when McCaffrey had the 2,400 yards season, 2,392, mm-hmm. he had 403 touches. He went over 2,000 yards from scrimmage this year with 60 fewer touches. Mm-hmm. 339 touches for 2,023 yards. Great talent and being sque- and being schemed up properly. You know what we're going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to have to have this Kirk Cousins conversation. I don't really want to, but we've got to. I like the Anthony Lynn hire a lot. Really, I've liked all the hires. There's some real questions at the O-line, but I also know how beat up the Giants were. Maybe we track down Pat Leonard, have a little uh, Johnson conversation with Pat Leonard. Don't go anywhere. Be Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Listen, we got the Washington Wizards playing tonight, and I know Kyle Kuzma is going to be shooting some threes. So you can go out there and bet anything you want on him, how many threes he's going to make, how many points he's going to make, go with the over-under, $5 on it, you have a chance of winning $150. Bet bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm feeling this. Huh? I'm feeling this. Who sings really? this? Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood. I don't know the answer to this. Jeff? This is my first time hearing this song. Is this a white dude or a really? black dude? It's a white guy. Yeah, I would also put my money on white guy. I got white guy. Yeah. Do you know? I put, Yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going white guy. I hear the, the inflection a little bit. All right, I'm looking him up. Steve Winwood, white guy. <laughs> kind of weird looking. Oh. Oh, oh. what country do you think you he's from? You say kind of weird with England. That's surprising. Turn it up a little bit. He doesn't sound English. But when people sing, they know the accent leaves a little bit. I would not have had him as English. But would I was you? right. Yeah, you were right. Bam. He's from Hansworth, Birmingham, United Kingdom. B. Mitch, right. B. Mitch all over Steve Winwood. Yeah. Getting Valentine's Day presents, knows all about <laughs> Steve Winwood. <laughs> oh, you are really trying to get destroyed. Today. Dude, so my boy, Chris Hare. It would be very good going home toothless. I, I'd prefer not to. Um, although, toothless would work with my soup diet. What do you think of this soup diet? I, I, I think I, it's I, too much sodium. People have invented diets, so I'm trying to invent my own. Make now, your own and go cook you a cabbage, uh, like a cabbage soup. Drink I got that. the low sodium joint. Okay, but it's still too much. Go How get, much sodium? Go is cook in it this? yourself and do mm. cabbage. I promise you, it'll be a bit working. This does appear to have 
62% of my daily sodium. Okay. Is that a lot? How many of those do you eat a day? One. You eat one, and then what you eat later on? Uh, last night, I had uh, like a chicken taco salad kind of thing. From where? Uh, they served it at Paddle. Okay. Sodium. Yeah. Sodium will get you, man. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I offered to take my wife and kids out for dinner t- tonight, but they said they just want to eat at the house. So I don't know what the hell we're having. I hope I'm not in charge of that. You're cooking. Um, my boy. That should be your, your Valentine's Day present. That I'm cooking? The key, no, they cook for you. My boy, Chris Hare, is a sports anchor out in Los Angeles. Um, Ain't talking to me. He used to work here. You know him. Um, he he grew up here. Okay. He's he actually worked uh, Darren Haynes at KCBS. So he works with Darren now at KCBS. Um, but prior to that, he worked for the Chargers, and he sent me a message when this Anthony Lynn stuff broke, talking about how good of a dude Anthony Lynn is. And exciting news, landfill. My boy Chris Hare from Los Angeles is going to join us next. Give us some insight on the Anthony Lynn hire. Um, but, Brian, there, there is news today. What's the news? Do you know what starts today? Today. No. What? I don't know how you missed it that time because you looked at the show sheet. I'm looking, but I don't see nothing that starts today. Spring training. Where is it at? At 11.45, Ovi has scored in six straight games slash spring training oh, I didn't starts read the today. Back, I just saw Ovi and I stopped reading. Um, who's most excited for baseball? What's going on? I think the Dodgers get to report early. Are they playing overseas or something? It feels very early for baseball to me. It's not very early, Jay. This is about the time it comes. I feel like year. I always thought it was like late February. No. Landville, is this a normal time or does it Dude, feel early is, to you? It, I'm pretty sure this is the normal time. It's late February tomorrow. It's, it's past halfway tomorrow. Jeff, you're clearly high. Does this feel late to you? Because it feels late to me. I am I am not high. And um He's tired. I gotta tell you he's tired it, today. It does not seem late to me. Seems on time, JP. Well, as someone who's always late, I can tell you when things feel late. Um, when you do the can't Nats tell go? us when nothing feels late because you're always late. You think it's regular. All right, hold on. I got I got reporting dates for all 30 teams. Shout out to me. I found this myself. Okay, the Diamondbacks report. To, so it's just pitchers and catchers today. Braves, pitchers and catchers tomorrow. O's tomorrow. Okay, apparently this is right on time. Um, Orioles, pitchers and catchers tomorrow, full squad next Tuesday. When are the Nats? We're going to West Palm, baby. You ready, B? When are they going? Pitchers and catchers tomorrow. Full squad next Tuesday. That's somewhere we should try and go. Dude, listen to this. Uh, yeah. Everybody's, do we get to go, Landfill? Send me and B-Mitch to West Palm. Nah, nah, let's go to Arizona. Well, they don't go to Arizona, B. Okay, we can go, just go deal with their opponents. You, you it's, think- a, it's a ton of teams out there. I hear you, Brian, but I, I don't even think they're going to send us to Palm Beach where the Nats are, and we're the official station of the Nats. Send us to the Super Bowl. We, we can find a way. I mean, maybe. Um, listen to this, dude. So my cousins live in Myrtle Beach, and uh-huh. my my cousin's son, so I assume he's still my cousin. 
Um, my second cousin? I don't know. My first cousin, Matt, his son, Wyatt. Yo, he's like a good baseball player, right? He's uh, mm-hmm. probably 13, 14, and he's good. And he was on this really good South Carolina team. And I was talking to my cousin Matt yesterday, and he said, Wyatt joined a new baseball team. We did. Where do you think he's playing baseball out of now? They live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's playing baseball out of Florida somewhere? Atlanta. How far a ride is that? Six hours. So they drive him six hours to wait, wait. Yeah. Not every day, but like every weekend. Hey, the things we do for our kids. Right. And, and then said, when they get older, they go, You have a what, what are you doing for me? The fact that your ass still living is what I'm doing for you. I, I mean, dude, he basically said, Listen, this is gonna be a step up. This is real deal competition. We're gonna learn pretty quick if if we really love this or not. Because if you're driving six hours each way and maybe driving six hours one way. Yeah, jeez. That would be a problem. Um, Chris Hare. From L.A. joins us next. Information on the Anthony Lynn hire in Washington. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk Anthony Lynn in just one minute here, but we got to hear the chorus of this love song Landfill has picked. Have you noticed that Landfill hasn't played any of the love songs we've all requested? Yeah, I put them in the the thing. There's so many love songs. It went but, from three options to four because you guys. to ask us? If we don't play, the he does let us I, pick, but only with a random numeric value. I didn't. I didn't Turn ask for any requests. Fight for your honor. You never heard this one, Jay? I think I've heard this. Yes, sweet. Where's this dude from? England. Well, he's in a band called Chicago. Chicago seems like a good guess. Peter Cetera. This song is beat. Oh, I'm going on record. What? This song sucks. This song is good, dog. He's from Chicago. 79 years old. He was in the band, Chicago. Um, that's enough on this, dude. Let's talk football. Uh, my friend Chris Hare joining us right now from Los Angeles, California. Chris, what's going on, dude? Thanks for making time. Hey, man. Always a pleasure talking to you. Um, when I woke up on the West Coast to the news that Coach Lynn was Going to D.C., man. Big smile on my face. One of the best guys I've ever been around. Mm. I, I love to hear that. So I love it. You are now in L.A. working at um, KCAL, obviously. But prior to yeah. that, you, you worked for the Chargers. and I, Yep. And dude, yeah. so, I mean, you've got to know Anthony Lynn pretty damn well, I'm guessing. Yeah, my, my first season with the Chargers, so I, and I still host our, our Chargers weekly podcast, um, but my first year with the Chargers was the first year they moved up to Los Angeles, which was Coach Lynn's first year. And let's just start from the beginning, because this is a guy who was hired in San Diego and had to really just kind of oversee a complete move to another city, um, practicing in different facilities and just, you know, it, it goes well beyond just what a rookie head coach should have to go through. Right. Mm-hmm. You start the year, you start the year own four and, and then all of a sudden it just, it, it clicks. And, you know, I, I just remember that year they, they beat the bills 54, 24. They were playing some of the best ball in the NFL. Um, I think they beat Washington that year too. Pretty good. Um, oh, that was a thumping. That was at the soccer yeah. stadium. 
That was at the soccer stadium. And they but Sean Breeland, your- you remember that game, B? I think I think the the skins were down like forty five to nothing, and Breeland ran a pick six back, and they did a huge celebration in the end zone. I love yeah, why Sean. not? <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, so, so they end the year nine and seven. Buffalo gets in on a crazy tiebreaker. They should have made the playoffs. The next year, they go twelve and four, um, and just play just lights out football the entire year. Um, and then you had some, some uneven years, but I'll just say this about coach Lynn, one of the best people I've been around, one of the best leaders that I think this game has seen when it comes to just being an assistant coach, he's, he's been around the block. He, he comes from the school of Parcells and Sean Payton. And, uh, you know, you just, a guy like that, you know, even you just add him to that San Francisco staff the past couple of years, what they were able to do and just having that experience to lean on, um, the players swear by him and, and B Mitch knows this when you play the game and you've won and you've won a couple Super Bowls, you know, it, that, that makes a difference in a locker room, especially with a coach. We have a lot of coaches in this league who have not played the game. And I think there's something to be said about a guy like coach Lynn, who's been around the game as a player, uh, different positions has been a head coach and now can go in that locker room and just command absolute respect. Well, well so one thing about coaches, we a lot of people look at just the X's and O's. I yeah. look at those, those intricate things that they have, the, like the great assets. What would you say is his best asset as far as getting to his team? It's just his ability to connect with everybody on the team, offense, defense, special teams. Like I, I think that's the biggest thing. He, he he really pours everything into his players. And, you know, X's and O's are one thing. I mean, he, he was an offensive coordinator in Buffalo before mm-hmm. he came to the Chargers. But, you know, I think when you pair him up with the Cliff Kingsbury and, you know, he, he can bring some elements of what they did in San Francisco. Obviously, you know, Dan Quinn knows Kyle Shanahan pretty well. Um, and and to, to bring somebody who's just coming off of that system, um, ha- has ideas in terms of things that work, things that didn't work. But also just that, that credibility in the locker room, man. Like, I, I just – I know how much that means. And, and I think his ability to connect with guys and be able to, to be frank with guys. You know, he doesn't pull any punches. Um, but he loves his players. And, and I think that's probably his biggest quality. Um, I, I'm sorry to do this. I had to do this. So I looked it up. That game where you and I both worked at the soccer stadium in L.A., the skins were down 30-6. to six. And, yeah. and Breland, <laughs> Breland got a 96-yard pick six and went with two and a half minutes left in the game. They're down 30-6 to six and went nuts in the end zone. I'll never was, forget did, that moment. The, hey, was, cornerbacks, was, was baby. Phillip, <laughs> was, was Phillip Rivers even in the game at that point? I feel like it was like Kellen Clemens or something. Dude, I, I, I hey, think it was like the back of the That is the reputation of a cornerback, though. Oh, my <laughs> God. They had benched Rivers. Rivers, <laughs> Rivers had gone for 320 with two touchdowns. They put Clemens in on his third attempt. He gets picked six yeah, by Brady. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> uh, told you, nobody, told you. <laughs> nobody on the planet has more irrational confidence than NFL defensive backs. <laughs> you um, lie about that. Dog. So, Chris, I want to get back to uh, Anthony Lynn. That what a moment that was, though. Electric. Um, uh, Lynn specifically, I dug up, and I really appreciate you messaging me, by the way. And I know that it's early in the morning there, and I gave you about six minutes of prep time for this interview. So, sincerely, <laughs> no worries. You. Um. I looked this up. Justin Herbert was drafted as Anthony Lynn. They had some really good years with Rivers. Then Rivers falls apart. Then they draft Herbert. Herbert spoke glowingly of Lynn at the end of season 
press conference before they knew they were going to fire him, right? Um, yeah. What was Lynn's role in Herbert's development that rookie season? Well, it was huge. And I think there was a lot of, like, uh, misinterpretation at the beginning of the year. Because if you remember, Tyrod Taylor started the year. And this was the COVID year. And this was a year where you don't have preseason. And, you know, it's a rookie quarterback. And there's just a lot that goes into being a rookie quarterback anyway. And then you take into consideration that it's a pandemic and, you know, you don't have preseason. You don't have a lot of reps. So, you know, Coach Lynn felt comfortable rolling with Tyrod. They won their first game. And then I'll never forget the second game. I, I, this was – sorry, but my daughter's home sick today, if you guys can hear in the background. But, Dude, that is okay. Um, oh, and they, they uh, run things. We know that. No, they run the show. <laughs> but the, the, sec, the, second, uh, the second game was it, it, at SoFi Stadium, but it was without fans. And nobody had any context as to why Justin Herbert rolled out there to start the game. And that was the, that was the uh, game where Tyrod took the shot and didn't go well. And so, you know, I thought it was just like a trick play to start the game with Justin. And then he, he ended up just lighting it up. They lose in overtime. And, you know, they started to go with, with Coach Lynn from – uh, with Herbert from then on. So, um, what they were able to do with Shane Steichen and Pep Hamilton at the controls and obviously Coach Lynn's offensive background. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert had the best offensive rookie quarterback season of anybody. Um, and then I see what's going on in April at number two overall. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's good to have a guy in the room who has been through that type of experience with a rookie quarterback. And you know, you know, obviously you'll see what what Washington does at number two overall. But uh, by all indications, a new signal caller is coming in, and I think it's good to have that experience with a guy like Anthony Lynn in the building. Well, you see, like uh, Dan Quinn comes in, he has Kingsbury on the staff, former head coach. He has Lynn on the staff, former head coach. And he has Ken Norton, who's been in the league forever. Since he stopped playing, I think he's been a coach. Having yeah. all those all those coaches with experience, doesn't that take a lot of pressure off of the head coach? I think so. And you know, like I listen, I've I've I was I've been covering the Chargers the last couple of years with, with Coach Staley and uh I have a lot of respect for Coach Staley, but you know, he was a first time head coach and didn't really have anybody on that staff that has been there, done that, um, you know, I, I think, I think it's twofold with coach Lynn, you know, winning Super Bowls with, with Shanahan as a player, um, just going at a to go into a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan and being a head coach, you know, knowing everything that comes across your desk. So to have an experienced staff like that, you know, I just, I remember listening to Dan Quinn's introductory presser about he, he needs to stop doing as much as he did in Atlanta and to have guys like that to take stuff off of his plate Man, I think that speaks volumes as to what he's learned as a head coach and and what he needs to do moving forward for sure. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fascinating. I mean, being out on the West Coast, and I know you cover the Chargers, but I know you're also at Rams games. What did you make of of Kingsbury during his time running the Cardinals operation? Well, he had that one in Southern Cal, too. He was a Southern Cal, yeah. Well, you know, people forget he was a Southern Cal for like a cup of coffee as the offensive coordinator before he got the job with the Cardinals. Like he he was he was named the OC under Clay Helton for like a month, and then the Cardinals scoop him up and, and bring him in as the head coach. And you know, listen, it, you know, it, it was up and down, but he did have that eleven and five season with Kyler Murray, and nobody's going to dispute his X's and O's and his pedigree as a play caller. Um, so again, it's just it's more experience too, man. Like. Again, you you bring in Lynn Kingsbury. Those guys have literally sat in that chair, and they know their roles on this staff. Um, so, you know, I, I remember that the Rams beat up the the Cardinals pretty good in the playoff game 
where the Rams eventually won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but but listen, um, when you when you put together and identify the right coaching staff, you're looking for for coaches who can take the rein and and really take hold of certain responsibilities that a head coach simply can't do because there's just there's too much that go, comes across your desk. So Anthony Lynn and Kingsbury on one side of the football, I think that's a winning formula. Um, let, let's go kind of two things I want to talk about. One more Chargers, and I, again, appreciate you making time for us. Um, we're talking with our friend Chris Hare from L.A. You can give him a follow at Chris Hare, C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-R-E. Um, how's it going with Harbaugh, dude? It's amazing. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I was there. I was there. I was there at the presser. Um, I never seen anything like it. He's um, different. You, you, yeah, he's different, <laughs> uh, but in like the best way possible for this franchise. Like, uh, normally a, a, a head coach press conference would be down at the practice facility. They did it at YouTube Theater right next to SoFi Stadium. It was that big of a deal. Um, I Damn, walked really? in. Yeah, I, I walked into the to the <laughs> theater. First thing you see is just Harbaugh-isms everywhere. Who's got it better than us? Enthusiasm Nobody. unknown to mankind. Like. And then he just he just he just controlled the room for an hour. Just funny thing. I mean, it was hilarious. It was it was this. The Chargers needed that because you know, as you guys know in LA, there's two of everything. It starts with the Lakers and Dodgers, and then everybody else kind of falls into place. So you have to win. So to bring in a guy like Harbaugh, who's a who's a winner, who's a name brand. Um, I really think that. February first, that that introductory press conference was the day that like, like the Chargers arrived in LA. Like they have a brand new practice facility in El Segundo, right next to the Lakers and Kings. They bring a Harbaugh. You got your franchise quarterback. You have the fifth overall pick. Um, you got some players on defense. They have some salary cap issues that they're going to have to figure out, namely with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and and Joey Bosa and and Khalil Mack. But mm. I mean, it's and he's putting together a heck of a staff as well. Um, you know, you bring in Jesse Minter, uh, the, the DC from Michigan. You know, Greg Roman's going to come in, and you know, he, he's what he's do you a think run of that heavy. With, with I, you know what? I I actually like it. I actually like it because uh, they the one thing that this team has lacked since Justin Herbert's been here is a running game. They've been worse than the NFL. Yeah. So if if you can just change the identity as a running team and and not let Justin Herbert be Superman every every play, because like. There was just too much pressure on the guy. I, I think that you can really – I don't think Roman's going to be as run-heavy as he's been in the past just because he's got a weapon like Justin Herbert. You know, So I, I like to hire because I think that that's what they need. They needed a, a, a physicality and identity that they simply just didn't have the last few years. I think uh, Jim will pull him back. John was so defensive-minded uh, that he allowed Roman to run it. Don't let him run it by himself because he'll try to run the ball 55 times a game. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jim. Jim's gonna have some say in that. Like, like when you have when you have somebody as gifted as Herbert, uh, it, it would be criminal to run the ball like sixty percent of the time, sixty five percent of the time, right? You got you got to let him do his thing. Um, Chris, before we let you go, you are I believe you're a Northern Virginia guy from way back, right? Yeah, way back in the day. Um, and I know what there's you pr- thirty years old. Listen, I think, I think Chris I, is about my age. I had season tickets. As a kid, I used to watch B. Mitchell RFK, man. 
since I was I, like literally, I, I went to every single game. You sound so much younger than JP though. He's way better looking too. Uh, like, no, no, like, no. I, I can be on TV in DC. I couldn't cut it in LA. You gotta be good looking out there. Um, no, man. I, I threw my hey, Beavis, I threw my seat cushion in the Atlanta game in oh, 91 wow, on wow, the ground. That. That's 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 how far I go back. Oh <laughs> man. So dude, here's what I want to ask you. I know that you're watching what the commanders are doing from afar. What do you think of the Dan Quinn decision and kind of the staff they've built out since then? I think a lot was made about the coaching search and, you know, it was kind of much ado about nothing. Like Dan Quinn's name has been in head coaching circles for the last couple of years. And um, I don't look at it so much as a retread. I look at it as a guy who had success, went to a Super Bowl, um, and really like did a self-evaluation of himself and what he needed to do the next time around, which he, he explained and outlined in the presser. So, you know, I, I I like the hire, and it's you guys know more than anything. It's it's not just the head coach; it's the staff that you put together. You like, uh, you know, like with Jim Harbaugh, it's not just Jim Harbaugh. Like he's bringing in Jesse Minter, he's bringing in Ben Herbert, the strength and conditioning coach of Michigan. Like all that stuff matters. So, um, to, to put together a staff that that includes a couple of former head coaches and just just having that experience of being being in the Super Bowl. I mean, it, knowing the division, right? Like there's a lot of positivity there and having a, a general manager that you can be in lockstep with having the number two overall pick, having a, a, a ton of picks in the top 100. I mean, you can really build this thing from the ground up with a guy who's, who's proven to, to have been able to get his team to the playoffs and get to a Super Bowl. The man wins football games. I got to give him that. That's it. We shall That's see, it. He, man. He, he has a mindset. When you start watching him, he's a little bit like a punter or a kicker. Like, they're weird. Yeah, Most yeah, of them yeah. are weird. Quinn, you're saying? No, no, I'm talking about up there. Oh. I, I went back to Harbaugh right there. I'm oh, going still, back, go back to Jim. Yeah, I'm going, going back, back to Jim. To Jim yeah. he, he's like a punter or a kicker, though. So, you enjoy that up there. Hey, you know what, B-Bitch, I'll say this. It, they needed this in the worst way, man. They, they <laughs> needed somebody to come in and say, all right. Like, especially, like, this is the AFC West. These these matchups against Andy Reid and Sean Payton are going to be like get yes, your popcorn indeed. ready because because Jim's not scared of Sean Payton, he 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 doesn't fear Andy Reid. The Chiefs have been the 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 class of this division for so long. You just wonder if you know over the next couple of years maybe this thing could flip a little bit and and, and Jim can take the reins at some point. Um, real quick, last one, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. How thick are Jim Harbaugh's glasses? I was shocked when I saw those joints in person. Oh, he's the best. I've I, 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 listened the, his whole vibe if, from what he says to uh, how he approaches things. I mean, he's hilarious. Like, I you know they just they just brought on Nick Hardwick, former Chargers legend, as the uh, assistant offensive line coach. So I mean, he's put together a heck of a staff. Um, I, I told I, I do this Chargers weekly podcast. Um, the, the last two months during during the search because it, it started so early when they let Staley go. Um, option one was Jim Harbaugh. Option two was Jim Harbaugh, and option three was Jim Harbaugh. Like among the fans, <laughs> like I was, I was nervous. Like if they didn't get Jim Harbaugh, honestly, because it, it seemed like it was like a hundred percent united that this guy was going to be the head coach. So they got their guy for sure. They got their guy, Chris. Thank you for Hi, making Chris. time, man. Take I really care, appreciate it, dude. You guys are the best, man. Thank appreciate you, man. All right, that's my guy, Chris Hare. Give him a follow on. 
X at Chris Hare, H-A-Y-R-E. When we come back, Ben White joins us. We got a little bit more commanders coaching news, somebody that didn't get it, that frankly I was hoping would. I'll tell you what I mean when we come back. This is a hell of a love song. Used to love her. You think Ben White will understand that we're not playing his walk-up music because it's Valentine's Day? Yeah, we told him to pick the number. Oh, he got to pick this. All right, Mm -hmm. great. Uh, Joining us now is our friend, Mr. Ben White. Ben, congratulations. You picked GNR, I Used to Love Her, as your Valentine's Day walk-up song. And I can still hear her complain. Yeah. Man, I love that song, dude. Yeah, they do I love it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's um, one thing that goes down on Valentine's Day. You're going to either they, you're gonna complain. Uh, right. I'm, let me shut up right now. Yeah, I think you should. Well, you know what they say? I'll say this, BMS, and I'm with you because it is a headache. And let me tell you, woman that I'm seeing today, Valentine's Day, tomorrow is her birthday. I got back-to-back. Ooh, oh, bro. dude. Let me just say this here. I am. I want women to know, Valentine's Day is not just for y'all. Men, men want love too. Get it right. But well, how about that? So do you it. have to do something Reach tonight it. and tomorrow? No, buy a card today, and then you do whatever good tomorrow, Ben. I deal with yeah, the same yeah. thing, no, brother. No, I'm taking her to Mexico on a nice Ooh. trip. Like I'm doing oh, a real thing. Well, but, don't, don't. That's uh, awesome. Don't, don't talk around me and yeah. JP's people. Yeah, I hope Lauren's not listening. Uh, Not today, but gotcha. uh, but soon, like next week or so. Uh, but it's still a lot of pressure. And pretty, but I agree on Valentine's Day. There's nothing that says it's just a ladies' day. I mean, yeah, I, I I'm like with that. chocolate. But I'll yeah, tell I you like what, diamonds I woke too. Up, I like chocolate. I like, yeah, chocolate's good. I woke up with four cookies next to my head, so she's taking care of me today. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go get some. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, hey. Dude, so the commanders have filled out their coaching staff yeah. probably since the last time we talked. Last week we yeah. were at the Super Bowl. Um, are you feeling better, different, whatever today than you did maybe when Dan, the Dan Quinn news broke? Yeah, I mean, it looks like they filled it out pretty well. Like Dan Quinn didn't light the world on fire for me, but I know he's talented. I know he's done good work and. Dallas and, uh, you know, a solid, reliable, experienced head coach um, put some good people around him. It seems like I haven't followed every, like, coordinator and like you guys do, um, but uh, it seems like a decent mix of people. What's what's happening at uh, offensive coordinator? I, I just saw that the enemy was – he's out, right? The enemy's out. Cliff Kingsbury is in, and they just actually announced – they uh, most recently with the Niners, but previously head coach for the Chargers, Anthony Lynn – will join the staff right. probably as a run game coordinator, assistant head coach, some role like that. So yeah. I mean, they, they've now got so. two former head coaches on their offensive staff. Um, yeah. They added the kid, Brian Johnson from the Eagles, who was their OC, um, who I think basically got scapegoated by Nick Sirianni. Uh, but Johnson's been really good at developing young quarterbacks. Really, that's what we need. I mean, one of the two that we're looking at, right? We need somebody that can uh, coach him up real quick. What do you think? So, Cliff Kingsbury spent last year at Southern Cal with Caleb Williams, and there's yeah. been some suggestion, and, and a lot right. of this is coming from like unsubstantiated places, but that Washington would consider moving up to go get Caleb Williams. Yeah. Would you want that. them to go from two to one? Oof, that's a tough one, and I, I, you know, I spent my time not thinking that was a possibility. So watching film of uh, of Drake May, um, and who's the other guy again? I'm blanking on the Jayden name. Jaden Daniels. 
Daniels, right, the two of them. So, you know, I don't know what how much a leap there is to Caleb. Obviously, the, the connection of the coach is, is something. But, I mean, what do you give up to to move up to one? You still probably – I mean, it's a crapshoot, anybody for, at this day and age. I don't know how big a difference is between those three players, um, how massive a difference. And if you're giving up the rest of your – how many first-rounders do they ask? I mean, that's the thing. You don't know, but I don't want them to. Frankly, I, I, I don't just, want him to either. I, I'm what I'm saying to you in a very uh, inarticulate way is it doesn't make sense. Uh, if it were, you know, an absolute deadlock number one that everybody in the world knew was going to be, uh, you know, the next Patrick Mahomes or close to it, sure, fine. Uh, deal whatever you want, drop every pick you got and roll the dice. Because as we saw on Sunday, the difference maker on the field, the reason the Chiefs won two Super Bowls, not completely Patrick Mahomes, but when it comes down to winning time, that's the guy. If you have somebody like that, dump draft picks, go get the winning guy. Let's think back six years ago, though. It wasn't definitely that Patrick Mahomes was going to be that guy. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it makes the point. So, no, I wouldn't. You need too many needs uh, in other places, too much similarity between those top three. You're going to get a great quarterback out of that, hopefully, God willing. Uh, I would not. I, I think you're 100% right. Um, all right. I want to switch gears to a, a couple of different things. For yeah. um, Everybody can follow Ben at Economy Ben on Twitter and yeah. Instagram. Um, for, I'd say, six weeks, maybe even going back to before Christmas, you were kind of telling us that, that you did not expect. Ben's area of expertise is clearly money, money. federal policy, yeah. Wall Street, Lots politics, all of it. You were telling us yeah. not to expect rates to go down as quickly as everybody hoped, and that mm-hmm. eventually there was probably some level of, of stock correction coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, rates are going down, and well, I don't know what happened to the S&P yesterday, but it, 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 I know it had a rough day. 100%. Get us yeah. updated. Yeah, so, I mean, it is. I hate – well, I shouldn't say that. I don't hate it. I love it to say I told you so. So I'll just say <laughs> I told you so. Um, it, you know, what happened was inflation numbers came out yesterday. Uh, consumer price index uh, was at 3.1% for the year. People expected it to be under three. So it overshot uh, higher inflation than expected. Uh, and then the month to month inflation number was 0.4%, which is way too high because obviously that's just one month. Multiply it by. 12 for 12 months, you get close to 5% inflation, which is the opposite direction. That was for January? Right? Going back up. That was for January. Yeah. Damn. You can yeah. kind of talk so around month, it if it's Christmas, right? And everybody's buying stuff, yeah. but January right. is when people usually save. Exactly. Uh, so not a great number. I mean, there, there are some quirky things about it that could make it an outlier. There was a big increase in housing shelter costs that didn't make a lot of sense. But the problem with it is, there's a bunch of prices, and you guys probably notice this in your day-to-day life, that kind of came down for a while, like um, airline fares, uh, hotels, entertainment in general, restaurants, bars. And it stopped coming down, uh, and it's kind of stuck at uh, 3% annual rate of inflation, which is too much. I mean, it's faster than people's wages go up. That's why the Fed wants 2%. That's why I said before, look, it's tough. You can go from 9% inflation to wherever we are now you know, with a bunch of rate hikes. But when you get down to the last mile from 3% to 2% and inflation starts to get really sticky and hard to deal with, they're not going to cut right away. Wall Street thought they were. They were ready to cut in March. Not going to happen. Stocks go down. Uh, Stocks are less valuable when the Fed is raising interest rates because companies can't borrow money and grow and 
thrive. That's how the economy works. So that's what happened. Inflation came in worse than expected. Everybody freaked out that the Fed's not going to be able to cut rates right away and maybe not until late in the year. Um, I don't think it's a disaster. I just was what I was trying to write about and say was people should, you know, get a little less excited about this. And now they probably are still could be in, you know, for rate cuts in June, July, August, particularly if other numbers that follow this one don't confirm it. You know, like you can't rely on one data point. It's a big data point, but we get more inflation data at the end of the month and then obviously uh, months going forward. If we resume the downward trend in inflation and the economy is still, you know, doing okay, uh, then I wouldn't worry about it. But I, I expected this to happen, and here it is. You know what's remarkable is, like, everybody was expecting the rate cut already to have happened, and they're like, oh, it might be March. And now you're saying summertime. Like... June, June is, like, the earliest. How, how um, much? You know, is it possible it just doesn't happen? How much of a cut? Yeah. yeah. A quarter point would be how much they would cut at the next meeting. It would be amazing if they would cut more. They only cut more if we're going into or in a bad recession, you know, to get the economy going again. So it would be a quarter point. Um, and it's no guarantee in June at all. Like, March is now off the table. Uh, I think markets price June as like a 40% possibility. And it could be that it doesn't happen at all and that inflation sticks to the point that they have to hike again. Wow. You know, I was on TV last night on MSNBC, Steph Rule Show, talking about this. Like, it's not inconceivable that uh, inflation reaccelerates in certain areas oh. and they have to raise again. So, I hopefully that doesn't happen, but it's not impossible. Damn, scaring us, man! Scaring us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sucks. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like I'm saying, it's 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 a less likely scenario, you know. Yeah. Because it's just one data point. It's a big one and a reliable one, but. Um, and there's some other indications that it's probably uh, accurate, uh, but it's too soon to panic on, on that front. And, you know, one rate hike would not absolutely destroy the world. It's not what we want. Uh, it'll make the economy probably go into recession for a little bit. But uh, like I said before, they'd choose that over allowing inflation to stick around. All right. Well, then can I I, I want to get to a personal level here. Uh, I'm going to say something that you may not be allowed to say. You got absolutely bleeped. You got hosed. You got screwed. Um, You had a great job at Politico. You, this is me from the outside guessing. You were enticed by this new company that was going to spend a billion dollars and change the world. And then they pulled the plug on you guys. And I I, I am sorry and bleep the messenger as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Bleep the messenger. You can, you can say it. I'll say it. I I mean, I, you know, (laughs) I was told things that turned out not to be true. Um, And the guy operated the place in a way that was irresponsible uh, spending money that was uh, out of control and things that we didn't need Uh, the strategy an execution was uh, terrible, and then he thought he had other investors lined up and kind of lied to people about that. So it's a mess. We don't have to get that deep into it on, on your show. It's not of that much interest to Washington sports fans. But, yeah, it sucks. It still sucks. Um, and, you know, listen, now I don't have to at least do a, a disclaimer about Josh Harris anymore because he was the second biggest investor. And I don't want to uh, slam him on this because I have no idea his level of involvement any of it other than his initial investment. And I can't blame the man if he went, if Jimmy came to him, Finkelstein, I'm talking about the uh, main investor of the messenger and looked at the books and said, sorry, this thing's failing. I'm not putting any more money in. You know, I wonder why he didn't, you know, maybe one day we'll find out somebody will report it out, but he definitely did not uh, But yeah, a uh, real bummer. 
of an experience. Thankfully, I'm okay. I've got, you know, TV gigs. I've got several job offers. Um, you know, I worry more about the younger staffers. Uh, we set up a GoFundMe for them and go look for that. It's on my Twitter page at economy Ben, if you're interested. Um, and making sure those people can get health insurance and can feed their families. Yeah, uh, indeed. Um, I don't know that anybody listens to me, but I used to get your newsletter from Politico. They should just hire you back. I think it's kind of simple. <laughs> yeah, they could, or I could go solo, man. Substack is the way Ooh. of the future. Can um, I get a free subscription a of... to the Substack, though? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's man, the man need all the money. He wants the money. Uh, I, I got to make the money, but the price line will be low uh, uh, for a monthly. And there'll be friends and family discounts, but that's where the money is right now. As somebody who has often thought about going solo in the content business, I wish you all the luck in the world. Ben, thank you for making thank time you, for brother. us. All right, Ben. As Take always, care, man. Happy Valentine's Day, my Valentine's. All right, man. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> ben White, the one and only. Follow him at Economy Ben. He told us this was going to happen. Sure enough, it happened. Denton Day at 1 o'clock. Breaking news on the B. Mitch and Finley program. Uh, it was an intense negotiation with his agent, his publicist, his PR handler. Uh, but we were able to book the rooster, Brian. Really? Uh, this How is much the, is costing this? Uh, we'll, t- we'll discuss that off air. Um, this was Rooster's love song pick, Tainted yeah. Love. Yeah. I don't know who sings this. Soft Cell. Soft Cell, of course. It's a good tune, though. It's a good song. Nothing says love like tainted love. Um, speaking of tainted things, Rooster, go ahead and let B. Mitch know what you brought in for everybody today. Well, <laughs> there's nothing tainted. Let's start with that about what I brought in. But because it's Valentine's Day and because I love all of you and because you're always saying that I'm coming over here only and specifically to get your food, which is not true. Tell me I said, the truth, though, Bruce. Uh, it's not true. Um, I, I said uh, I, the other day you had wings. I didn't, I, I didn't get any. I didn't ask for any. I didn't One want time. any. You what could have you? had some. But I brought in a... Uh, what do you call those? A, uh, a you know one of those plastic dome container type things of wings that I cooked up late Sunday night because I had extra wings, so I baked them, seasoned them, of course, uh, and with a little brown sugar, um, brown sugar we, something kind of from Weber Grill, just and, if and if then I, I fried met, them and I brought them in. Well, just real quick, yeah. When did you cook these? Late Sunday night. They've what? been in the refrigerator. What day today is today? Safe. Today is Wednesday. So he's offering us three-day-old wings. No, 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 no. Three-day-old would be tonight at approximately 10 o'clock, 10.30, when I cooked them on Sunday night. So he, I They have, have been in the refrigerator. Listen, they have been under I protective control. Stuff. I eat stuff. I'm not too worried JP's about it. one-week-old stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too worried he's about it. He's trying it. But the rest of the boys are concerned, okay? Wait. Landfill's concerned? Ask him yourself. Landfill, are you concerned about the food that I've prepared for you? I think that you got upset about us claiming that your show starts at 2 o'clock for all these months, and now you're trying to give us food poisoning. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than to have you guys all crap in your pants? It's just That's vile, Bruce. I won't be eating nothing now. <laughs> um, I, there's also... Here's here's where I land on a lot of things. Mm. I I believe people can do what they want. I'm a libertarian at heart, right? But I want people to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And you said something there that is clearly untrue. 
that you prepared these wings for us. Mm-hmm. Now, you prepared these wings Sunday night. Yeah. If they were for us, you would have brought them in Monday. You prepared these wings for some reason, and by Wednesday, you're like, oh, whatever that reason is, ain't coming home. So let's take the wings to work. No. So well, Who, well, what's he, her name? It, she told you no. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with anybody. <laughs> so here's the deal. It has to do with something. No, all right. Here, here's the deal. If you want to know the truth, buying wings at a restaurant is absurdly out of this world expensive, right? To get them at a restaurant, whatever restaurant, they're like a dollar fifty, a dollar seventy-five a wing, right? I, I'm just not doing that. I'm not giving into their stupid. Price gouging games. So I bought frozen wings for, uh, it was like $10 a bag for like four pounds or whatever it was, a giant last week. And I kept them in my freezer and then I cooked some, but I didn't cook them all until after the game on Sunday night. And I said, hmm, let me cook these and I'll bring them to work. So that the boys can on share. Wednesday. But I forgot them on Monday and Tuesday because, JP, I'm so busy trying to make sure that I perfect my craft and that I deliver the goods and the merchandise on the air At two that o'clock. I forgot to deliver the goods and the merchandise off the air. Landfill, okay. um, as, as the chief BS officer of the program, uh, <laughs> we're all aware that Professor Landini has a Ph.D. in spotting BS, BSology. Yes. yes. Um, the CBSO. Landfill, do you at all buy that story that, that the rooster cooked the wings Sunday night to bring to us and forgot about them till Wednesday? He probably couldn't carry it because he had those bags he'd bring He's in. got all the diet cream soda. <laughs> That's a fair point. Here's what happened. The rooster is well known to buy in bulk because he loves deals. He bought way too many chicken wings than he could possibly comprehend. He made these wings for himself, but he realized that he probably bought 10 pounds of wings and no man could consume that many wings over a period of days that he just said, screw it, I've got to get rid of these. I know some, some people that I don't really like very much at work, and I'll try to... <laughs> You know, punish them. You know, if I didn't piss off the entire bottom half of the Commonwealth of Virginia yesterday in this slot, I probably should have sent it down to them, right? But instead, I brought it to you guys. Send the wings to Roanoke. Just one, two, three Main Street, Roanoke, Virginia. Send them the wings. Maybe they'll take you back. By the way, whoever does the Instagram for B. Mitch and Finley uh, got me like, I don't know, 15 new followers and a bunch of people telling me to go bleep myself so congratulations uh, yeah Yeah, Uh, it's good news it's half good news right exactly um jeff if you can jeff go grab me a wing i'll eat it live on air um are you really not going to eat one landfill i already ate lunch i had a delicious sandwich i had a i'm on this soup thing soup ain't getting it done b Mm. are you going to eat a three-day-old wing i'm on program right now. Beamish is on a program. I mean, it's a lean program. protein, sort of. It's Beamish. definitely not lean protein. Beamish right. is on the don't get food poisoning program. Um, <laughs> here's my question, I, I guess. Lanville, do you believe I'm like, going to eat it. Like, I believe that Rooster made a boatload of wings, has eaten nothing but wings for three days, and is finally so tired of wings that he brought the, le- the rest of them into the office. Yes, that's exactly what happened. It's that- Except you it's that's not what true, happened, Brian. Except it's not true. All right. I think well, he, he, built, he, he cooked a lot of them, and then after a while, he said, I'm not going to eat the rest of these. Let me take it to these jokers. What what kind of wing am I about to eat? It's just 
a straight up buffalo wing with a little brown sugar seasoning uh, from Weber Grill or Weber Grill, whatever that company is. Uh, and then I uh, finished it off in the fryer. All right, here we go. I baked it and then I finished it off in the fryer. And it is to- I-, I had one already today, so they're not poisoned. They're not, you know, anything. I- I'm not saying they're anything special. I'm just, I was man, trying to be good, a nice man. guy, JP, JP, which I, I know JP is a hard thing to believe. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. The only thing uh, I would his, say. The producer just came and told me, you got a damn show over here. Yeah, he's got an hour and three minutes. He's got um, three minutes. Three if, minutes and 40-something seconds. Now, I like these. These are good. But if B. Mitch was to have them, he might say there's not enough seasoning. And that's more than fair. I, I try not to over-season because people then complain that it's over-season. First of all, you giving somebody some food to hell with them. They eat with uh, whatever you cook, when, when and they adjust to it. When Wild Card Scotty brought in the Popeyes, the first thing you did was yell at him that he didn't I get spicy. I just why do you get spicy? I asked ask the question. I didn't, I, as I was asking the question, what was I doing? Eating, Eating it. it. No, uh, I mean, when you made the, what was it, the gumbo? or oh, cre- I'm, uh, make, what, I'm making it how I want to make it. I don't care I what mean, no, says. I mean, it, yeah. it had a great spice to it. I mean, it was a little bit spicy, but it was it had a great spice to it. You, it's, it's a fair criticism. Like, that is a much more fair criticism that I did not make it flavorful enough. As opposed well, to trying to poison you guys. I didn't say that. I'm just saying what B would say if he had them. Okay. Um, Rooster, serious question for you. Yes. If I continued to ask you questions past 1 o'clock, would, would you, you continue them? to stay here and answer them? <laughs> probably so. Uh, probably not because Matt would then uh, probably try to fire me, me from my own point. show. Uh, thank you, Rooster. Thank you, boys. Thank you for I the do. wing. I'm eating it. Well, that's good. Hopefully uh, you don't get sick. Denton Day joins us next. <laughs> College Hoops Roundup. I got to be honest. Landfill's... Love making music is interesting. <laughs> it's literally just songs that have love or lover in the title. I don't That's think it. I would play that one to make no love. This is how we celebrate Valentine's Day on the B. Mitch and Finley program featuring DJ Landfill. The love songs love not have love in the title too, Landfill. Yeah, but I'm just playing ones that say that have love in the title. Come on, dog. Give me one of the ones I actually forgot. Tainted Love was good. <laughs> um, I Maybe I... That's not good one, I asked for Lover by Taylor Swift. If the thing is tainted, that's right. Wait, you haven't played Taylor good. Swift today? No, nah, there was an option, but people picked a different thing. So what like, did you pick did Denton pick that one? No. So I picked Queen. I would have picked Taylor Swift. Yeah, but did he give you four numbers and you had to pick a number? Uh yeah, he did. He so he every number it. is corresponding to a song. Oh, uh, he so, didn't give me that information. He yeah, said pick four numbers. You picked you picked Queen over Taylor Swift. Queen. Yeah, I guess I did. Congratulations, Denton. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry, Travis. You know We're going to have to, again, reconsider your position <laughs> as our college sports insider. Uh, that's life. Yeah, that is life. That is um, life. How are you, pal? You seem defeated. Have you been eating Rooster's Wings? I, I did have one of Rooster's Wings. Um, I didn't think it, was the wor- it wasn't the worst thing ever. I think he can actually cook, but hold on, hold on, hold they were on. old. When someone starts out, I didn't think it was, you try to say it was. No, I've, trust me, I've had worse. I've had way worse wings. It just, the seasoning was... On a scale was, of 1 to 10, what, 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 what would you put Roosters at? I'd say uh, 5, 5 or Speak 6. Speak closer to the mic. 5 or 6. Um, It wasn't seasoned on both sides. That was the issue. The wings weren't good, one, and they were very weird, two. How and, do you not season wings on both sides? Again. Don't have an answer for that. Brian, you know when you when get you put the them, wings you, you, in there? You shake them up, don't you? <laughs> You know when you get wings and there are there's two kinds of wings. There's the drumstick kind and the flats. The, the flats, flat. right? You know that like sometimes there's like a third kind that's really weird looking and like there's too much the bone. Leg on it. Yeah. The, 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 the little flipper. There were a number of those. There were a number of those. Yeah, does that mean he did not go through the bag and cut cut off of those? Cut those off. No, 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 no. This was clearly what was left. 
Like he served all the good ones, and these were what was left. Um. Anyway, um, oh, did, we ran through this yesterday, dude. College basketball in the D.C. area kind of sucks. Uh, it's terrible. There's nobody good. Who's the best team inside the Beltway? Maryland, and they're not very good. They play tonight. They play tonight. Give they got to have reason, it tonight. Give me a reason. Illinois is good. Iowa. Iowa. Oh, God, I hate that guy. Yeah, so there's your reason. Uh, that is a reason that, to not th- watch. Yeah, they're, they're, there's your They're favored for whatever that's Maryland worth to you at this point. Yeah, they're How many. Uh, it was four and a half, and then Sharp Money made it five and a half. So what, somebody. What would you won. do? I'm not playing Maryland. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not playing any of the teams in the DMV. Like, I heard y'all, y'all, your betting segment yesterday, and Landfill was taking Creighton to lay 19 and a half. And at first, I was like, 19 and a half is a huge number. And then you said they were playing Georgetown. And I was like, all right, that's a good bet. What? Hit. Big fat winner. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll stay. I want to ask you about the Ed Cooley stuff at Georgetown, but we'll stay on Maryland for now. Are, are they 13 and 10? 13 and 11. They, they need to win tonight. I mean, for, for what? Like, you tell me they need to win tonight. I get I get you play to win the game. I understand that. But you tell me they're, they're playing, they need to win tonight. I don't think there's a postseason berth coming. They it would take a lot. It, it would take an absolute lot because Lenardi put out his um his bracketology or whatever a couple of minutes before we jumped on here. There's only six Big Ten teams on there, so they're they're in a lot of trouble. I guess you if you're holding on to hope, they win, build momentum, maybe go on a silly run in the Big Ten tournament just because there's not as many great teams this year as there normally are. But I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you be a little optimistic. Oh, uh, he's not. I. Don't worry about that. He's I'm not. not. I I really like Jameer Young. I feel like Dante Scott has been in college since I was. Like yeah. he, he's like climbing up all these like all time Maryland. He doesn't record. feel like it though, does he? No, no. it's an accumulation thing. I right. mean, how, seriously, when you might know this because this is both football and basketball. When is the era of like somehow get, these get dudes, next few years? The, like years. When is that over? Was that a COVID thing? It's it's a COVID. It's supposed to be over this year. But at the same time, somebody in uh, football, one of the tight ends, is playing his like eighth or ninth year See, in that, college. That's, that's like, BS to me. You're nearly thirty years old. Nobody needs eight years of college football. No, like literally, I no. I don't blame the the young man or woman that he's wants no to keep playing. He's no longer a young man when he's been in college yeah. for eight <laughs> damn years. He's a middle age. He, he you can, can run be a, a car. doctor by that <laughs> point. <laughs> I mean, dude, there's no way the Big Ten and the TV executives saw this coming. The bottom three teams in the Big Ten basketball. Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan. And one of their wow. coaches just got fired. Ohio State just ago. got canned, right? Yeah, Chris Holman just got canned. Is that Juwan still coaching in Michigan? It is Juwan Howard. Does he have the gravitas to live through an 8 and 17 season? There is nobody happier that Michigan football won the national championship than Juwan Howard. I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, so last year, I think Maryland outproduced expectation. Yes. This year. They are underproducing. They are underproducing yeah. expectations. And, and so what, what were the expectations? I haven't heard anybody naturally say that Maryland was going to be a good team. They should have been in the NCAA tournament. Just based on what they did last season, the expectation was that they would get into the NCAA tournament. What happened? Did they get any injuries? Did they lost anybody? No, what? that's the thing. They really haven't had like a slew of, of massive injuries. They just aren't winning close games. Okay, we're getting close to March Madness. Yeah. Okay, and listen – I don't care who's in March Madness. We all Everybody. love it. Yeah. Who are the teams we should be looking for that are going to probably be there at the end? 
UConn for sure. I would say UConn right now is is the best team. The problem is there's no great teams. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of good teams. Like UConn's a really good team, but if they get in a situation where they're not hitting their threes, they're in trouble, right? Well, Purdue. Per, I mean Purdue. I like Purdue, man. I, I like Purdue. I don't know if I'm buying into the uh, the UVA element of their game because they lost last year, how they did, but I'm buying into Purdue, man. There's something about I would If you would have asked me that be a week ago, I would have told you UNC, but since beating Duke, they're one and two. They lost last night. Uh, wow. And they lost when me and B's bet on them in Vegas sitting at yeah. the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. Yeah, y'all lost last night. Um, I want to go back to Maryland. Uh, Willard, you know, I – I, I pay a lot of attention to Maryland. I don't talk about it that much on the air. We're pretty much football focused, but there seems to be some real questions floating mm-hmm. around about what the hell's going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me how this. real is that? How much of that is like chat board nonsense? Like where's Ermin on the topic? <laughs> so you asked me this question probably three weeks ago before, like we got into like heavy NFL playoff stuff. Right. And I told you just to kind of chill. Uh, you should heat up a little bit. I think there I think there might be a little bit of substance to those now. I don't know if he when it comes to the portal, NIL, Maryland not having a lot of NIL money, and just this this area and this fan base, I don't know if he is acclimating to it the way that I thought he would. Because mm-hmm. I thought he would acclimate way better. I think B that's to your point, that's what's happened this year. They just it doesn't seem like they have progressed as a team from where they were last yeah. year. And you can kind of get away with that in like the beginning of the season because you're still getting your legs underneath you. But it's February, man. It's February. Yeah. You're not going to make the NCAA tournament. At this point, like, I don't even know if they get into the, the NIT. I don't, is, there, is there no chance in hell that they're going to get in? Is they going they, on they'd have to run? run the ta- they'd have to win the Big How Ten. How many games down that? Well, they'd have to win the Big Ten at this point. Oh, right. yeah, the tournament? So in a the tournament, tournament yeah. They can't win it with the regular record, right? No. Yeah. No, they're they're too far gone with like they quad have, wins and they net have rankings. seven games left. Now hold on, they have seven games left. They're thirteen and eleven. If they get to twenty and eleven, I think they could. They'd have. They say, would, they say would, they'd have to run the table. If they run the table, yeah, they run here, the table. But right. like, if you How look much at money some of these, you won't put on it. Not, not a, do- a not single dollar. Right. You look I, at some I don't want to put though. a dollar on them laying five and a half tonight against Iowa. Right. Um. All right, so let's go to Georgetown because nobody, there weren't high expectations for Ed Cooley's team this year, but it, I don't know the, the I'm rich as a bleep 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 bleep. I thought it was funny, but B had a really good point that like that stuff that seems funny in the moment, if things don't go well over time, it's not as funny anymore. Right. Right. Well, what is? Give me a vibe check on the Hoyas. Uh, the vibe is not great. I mean, you you got your guy, right? So, like, you're in a better place than what you were at the tail end of, of Patrick Ewing. But you're right. Like, some of the some of the things that are funny when he first gets the job are not nearly as funny when you're getting blown out by 22 to Creighton. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they just, la- landfill laid the 19 and won. And won. Like, 19 is a huge number to lay. Wow. And he, he laid it and he they won. They only played for 40 that's minutes. Em- that's embarrassing. <laughs> to it's lose embarrassing. by 22 in 40 minutes. I mean, they nearly let up 100 points in 40 minutes to a team that, often, like, Creighton's a good basketball team, but it's not like they're UConn. It's not like they're Purdue. They're not one of the best teams in the nation. So, don't please, yeah, I mean, on this sorry, program. Perdon't. They, they're, they're, in a little bit of, they're in a little bit of trouble. Did I they feel play bad Maryland for this year, Purdue? Uh, yeah, Purdue beat Maryland. They yeah. did against yeah, the Terps. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Um, they, they, they scheduled it during the portion where the students aren't yeah, it was back for quite break. Stupid. I was like, I don't know what that? the disconnect is in College Park between the athletic department and the like uh, re- <laughs> regular else. college. Yeah. But like, please, someone speak to one another. 
Um, you know they like to push it as like you all is just just this great academic school. I don't want that push no, whatsoever. That, that's what they try to. That's what that you know administration over there like to push. Well, I think they're idiots for well, it. Well, what they yeah. need to do is understand that athletics is damn important, people. Yeah, totally. Um, who looks better next year? Because I now, granted, I only read the tweet. I didn't even read the story. But Ehrman had a tweet like, "Yo, serious questions about Terps recruiting." Um, it, and so much of it could change with the portal and NIL. Like, I recognize it's probably like a week-to-week thing. Right. Who looks better for next year, Cooley in year two or Willard in year three? I would still lean Lillard, uh, Willard in, in year three just because some of the guys that he had recruited this year I think will be better. Like What's I think DHS? DHS I think will be better next year. As he's he looks better as the season has progressed. It's like periodic. He cannot right? shoot. He can't shoot. But he has he has really good vision. And he plays defense. Right. Like, is it problematic to play basketball and not be able to shoot? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Unless you can drive to the hole all day. And if you can't. He, break- he, can, in like, he can, like, in the morning, but in the afternoon when traffic's there, he's not driving to the hole. Not all day. Oh, so yeah, he, not he, all day. he can't do it. If, yeah. you, if you're not a slicer going to the hole and you can't shoot. Yeah. What, that, what do you have? It's like being a five foot ten quarterback that don't scramble. <laughs> um. <laughs> So you think it's Maryland by a hair? Maryland by a hair, but I don't think either looking great. Uh, I mean, maybe that changes with the portal. Maybe they get – because, like, Jameer Young, what they've been able to do with him, getting him from Charlotte, has been very sure. impressive. So maybe you find that, you know, that that nugget in the uh, in the portal, but that's a, that's a lot to ask for with the way that college sports is currently running. Um, Best local team – you, we're gonna go. We're gonna zoom way out outside of the Beltway. Oh, God. Uh, UVA or JMU? JMU. Well, UVA lost a pit last night, so JMU. Well, JMU. Man, make, the Sun Belt is destroying the uh, DMV. Will JMU make the tourney as an as an like if they don't win the Sun Belt Conference tournament? Because the Sun Belt is loaded. We looked it up yesterday. Yeah, they, they got App a lot State of is in first. I'll have you know, Brian. Um, you don't know nothing about the team basketball team. You just know about the football team. Name a single player on UL's basketball team. Arsenal. Pull it up. Is that? <laughs> did you just name a random Cajun name? No. <laughs> I know. Arsenio? Arsenal. E-A-U-X? A-R-C-E-N-E-A-U-X. Y- you are correct. I don't know a single thing about <laughs> out-of-state basketball. <laughs> I'm not sure Arsenal's real either. Um, Arsenal's real name. Just like Boudreaux. Will more people like? Could the Sun Belt get be a multi bid league? No, that's possible. Oh yeah, no, it, de- it definitely could. Because like, if you look at the ACC, so the Big Ten is projected right now to get six teams. Normally, they get like eleven. Uh, the ACC is projected to maybe get three, like UNC, Virginia, and Duke, unless somebody steals the ACC conference tournament. So yeah, there's certainly a potential that some of these smaller leagues could get uh, more than one team in there. And if the, the Sun Belt is a strong, like JMU was ranked earlier this year. Yeah, they so were. I think there's a there is some sort of gravitas to to them getting multiple teams in. The ACC right now is only getting three teams in. The the ACC of the last five years is not the ACC that the three of us grew up with. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that people my age that gripe <laughs> about Maryland leaving the ACC is I got to remind myself that like they tried to make Pitt their rival and everything. Um, <laughs> What I mean, that's shockingly low, right? I mean, there's so Clemson might get it. Like Clemson has a couple of really good wins. But they they just, beat Carolina yeah, when I bet on Vegas. I know that. <laughs> so they have a couple of really good wins, but I 
mean, I don't know if they're like a great team. By the way, their coach has been there for 15 years and has like one NCAA tournament bid. Who's their Who coach? I, I couldn't even name him, to be honest. But he's been there so long, he's only gotten the NCAA tournament once. That you tell me Wake money. doesn't get in? They're 16-8 and eight with an 8-5 eight and five ACC record? They're, they're going to have to scratch. They're 13-0 and 0 at home. Mm, College them. basketball is better when Wake is good. Don't play them at home. I would agree. Yeah. Um, really, who's in? U- UNC and Duke will for sure get in. I need I need some bracketology in my life. Where uh, um, where does one go for bracketology? Uh, Lenardi just put it. I mean, you I think if you scroll up a little bit, there's there'll be some on your computer. Um, but yeah, I think like the ACC is not going to get a lot of teams in. Maybe, maybe they get four. Maybe maybe they get four, but it's not going to be a lot. Man, uh, is Cuse any good? Well, after last night, they look pretty good. But it, yeah, I I always struggle because so basically everything sucks. You're, that's what you're here yeah, to report. Well, the Big Twelve's really good. The the Big Twelve conference is really good. And damn, Lenardi's got Wake. Baylor. Wake's got Lenardi's got Wake. The first team out. Yeah, ba- Baylor beat um they beat uh, Oklahoma last night. But Baylor's good. Though. Yeah, Baylor's good. They're twelfth in the country right now. But if you look like it'll show the amount of teams from each conference that he has projected in there, it's 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 not a lot. Damn, B, listen to this. So the Big 12 gets nine teams in. The Big, the SEC gets nine teams in. The Big 10 gets six. The Mountain West gets six. <laughs> the Big East four, ACC four, Pac-12, only three teams? Yeah, Arizona. UCLA. Um, UCLA no, sucks UCLA's this year, right? not good this year. Yeah, so Arizona for sure. USC's got Bronny. They got, I'd, I'd love to see Bronny James in the NCAA tournament, by the way. He plays really strong I love defense. to see him, too. Yeah. Who are the two teams from the A-10? Uh, ECU Day- and Richmond, Dayton, I think, is one of them. I think Dayton's having a silly season this Richmond year. Richmond is, too. Yeah, then it's Dayton and Richmond. All right, you're not allowed to answer this. All right, boys, Landfill, I don't know if Jeff has headphones. Matt Essig may have punked them out to take them. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see if we can name six Mountain West teams. All right? Um, Mountain West? Mountain West. Uh, apparently, six Mountain West teams are getting in the NCAA tournament. I'll start. I think Boise State. BYU. I think they joined the no, Pac-12. Yeah, they're, they're in the Big 12 now. Big 12, pardon yeah. me. But that, That's, it, that is a good guess, though, because they're I right in I think I've got region. three. Hold on. Is Boise State one? I believe Boise State is. Okay. In the West, yeah. Are you Googling it? Like Idaho. Them? No. I don't think Idaho's Mountain West, but that, they, I don't know. I've got, I'm pretty sure i got three. Okay. San Diego State. That is one. Okay. Fresno State. Okay. San Jose State. I don't know if UNLV. that's correct. UNLV. UNLV. Uh, uh, UNLV might be correct. How about actually. Nevada? Uh, Nevada, Nevada is in the Mountain West. Nevada. I was right. Um, what about Gonzaga? Uh, they're in the WAC. What about them? The they're in the WAC conference? Yeah, they're in the WCC. I would want my conference to be WAC. WAC. All right. Men's basketball, Mountain West. I'm looking it up. Okay. Of the... What I would guess the six teams getting into the NCAA tournament from the Mountain West. Utah State. None of us guessed that. I do think, Jeff, did you say? I was New- about to say Utah State. Did you say New Mexico? We named six. Well done, Jeff. Uh, Utah State, New Mexico, San Diego State, Landfill named that. Boise State, I named that. UNLV, I think, was Jeff. Yep. Nevada. None of us named Colorado State. I think they'd be your six. Colorado State is in the Mountain West? Yeah. In basketball? In Are they basketball. in football? Football is something else, right? I assume they're in it for both. I think they're in it for both. Uh, Landfill was right, though. Then you've got Nevada, Wyoming, Fresno State, San Jose State, and Air Force. That was your Mountain West roundup. 
you never thought you were getting. Thank you, Denson. Wait, I, I got to play for you real quick. A line that stinks. Tonight? Uh, uh, 0-26 Detroit is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home against IUPUI. Wait, wait, wait. Say that, it again. So IUPUI is 6-20. and 20. They're going on the road against 0-26 Detroit. The Detroit Mercy. Detroit's in a five-and-a-half-point five favorite. So take Detroit? Take so Detroit. we're laying the five. Lay, we're laying the five. Say IUPUI. Say their name for uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. That's just so crazy. It's it also a, pronounced ooey pooey. Ooey pooey, yeah. Why would it be ooey when the eye is first? It's kind of a joke, B. Okay. Um, yeah, that college makes no sense, IUPUI. But, again, that's why you're our college sports insider, Denton Day. That's what I'm here for. You can follow him on Twitter at the Denton Get a raise, Denton. Go get a raise. Now, if you want to bet Detroit tonight, I got a place you can bet it. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See the app for details. Um, I believe Wildcard Scotty's listening to the program right now mm-hmm. based on our texts. Uh, Scotty, I want you to know that Jeff just made fun of your freestyle skills. <laughs> Out of nowhere, unsolicited Joan. So do what you want with that, Scotty. Um... Lamp- B keeps requesting songs, and Landfill keeps not playing them. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I said he's got to he's got to defeat me in a fight first to get a play. Landfill, that's easy. I don't know. Okay, I'm just gonna punch him in his <laughs> nose then. You won't go punch him in his nose right now. How much you buy on it? Uh, zero. Bet me some money. I'd go jack him up. I kind of believe you, but I don't think it's a good idea. Um, why not? I, you know what? Young young people need their asses whipped sometimes. You are correct about that. Um, ooh. Uh, Schefter says Daryl Tapp coming to Washington. Tapp. Um, Going to be the D-line isn't he, isn't coach. He's, he's a Hokie, and I think he's He even, was here for a bit. I think he's even, like, local. I think he's from Virginia somewhere. See if you can look that up for me, Jeffrey. Daryl Tapp played. He definitely played at uh, down in Blacksburg. Um, one thing that's kind of a bummer, and I – Tease this a little while back because I knew there were maybe some offers coming. Uh, Will Blackman tweeted out. Maybe he has since deleted it. He's from Chesapeake, and he played for the Redskins in 2013. Nine years old. There you go. Um, Will Blackman interviewed for uh, an assistant special teams role and said he did not get it. Appreciates the opportunity. Um, I think Will will break in the coaching world somewhere, and I'm rooting for him. I'm guessing you feel similarly, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I like Will. Yeah, good dude, smart, real good smart, dude, smart dude. as hell, um, and then he's cool on top of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that, um, <laughs> Jeff. That was funny. Um, uh, Scotty just texted me that Jeff don't want none. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> no, JP don't <laughs> want none, Scotty. Apparently, I- Daryl Tapp went to the same high school as D Hall. Very cool, huh. dude. I wonder. I mean. Oh. D. Hall with the high school with Tap. He's related to Miss Louise. 
<laughs> D Hall's been all over the D. show. Hall, the last I'm not sure last few days. Virginia legend. <laughs> D. Do we know as the Panthers? Is he still at the Panthers? That's what I was just yeah. about to say. Um, I mean, as they've overhauled that thing. Hey, how about Texas? That, that's that's a more direct route. I was going to the Panthers website. Um, yeah. Hey, websites right now in this day and age don't tell you everything. Well, I wonder if D Hall couldn't come back this away. This way? This away. I don't know why people say that. That's, that don't sound right. Dude, though. listen to this. You know who the Panthers' two receiving coaches are? Or uh, their receiver coach? Remember Rob Moore? I think he played with the Lions. From where did Moore go to? There was Herman no, Moore. That's not Herman. Herman. I'm not thinking. I'm thinking um, and remember, I know Rob as well, but what school did he go to? I will look it up for you, Brian. Remember Bernie Parmalee? Yes. Uh, Bernie Parmalee is coaching their running backs. Wow. I remember Parmalee with the Dolphins. Um, Rob Moore went to Syracuse, played for the Jets and then the Cardinals. Parmalee beat, seriously, a lot of former players are now getting in the coaching business in a way they weren't before. Yeah. Does that impact you at all? Impact me in what way? Like, try to chase it. I don't chase anything. You know that. I'm saying, like, but no, I mean that's a lot of damn hours, dog. Yeah, uh, I Ber- like other stuff. Bernie Parmalee went to Ball State, played nine years in the league, seven of them with the Dolphins, and the last two with the Jets. They're all on the Panthers staff. Let's hmm. see about our friend D'Angelo. He is still on the website, um, and they kept Evero as their D coordinator. So, which would lead me to believe that D. Hall is staying on as the assistant DB's coach. Um, I do have to share something with the group here. Response is coming back. All right. Uh, we are we are very much a pro D. Hall program. Um, but I just dropped a picture in the text thread. Can you guys take a look at this, please? Uh, that is Dom Capers. Okay. Dom Capers, I believe, was the first ever head coach of the Carolina Panthers when they first were an expansion team. Can we all – can you look at the picture, Landfill? I think Dom Capers got to be in his 70s. That is the most elite hair-dying job I have seen since Coach K was roaming the sidelines. Dom Capers, 73 years old, and if you look – if you go to Panthers.com and look at his picture, I mean, that thing is jet black. What do you think of that? I mean, that's that's a hair-dying job Carlos Boozer would be proud of. What do you think, Landini? Uh, that's quite a hair-dying job. Dom Capers is also the first head coach of the Panthers. I believe I said that. You said the Texans. Oh, forgive me. But he was the head coach of both of them first time. Good for Dom. Um, there was this other silly thing that we didn't get time to do today because we did real things, but... Um, Apparently, there's an offshore betting house that says Kirk Cousins coming back to the Skins is uh, the the betting favorite. I don't. I don't, I don't that. believe that. I don't buy that whatsoever. I don't believe it. Um, is that just done so that everybody will hit retweet? I think they want to hit retweet, and then also, you know how he would get this city discussing it. Uh, Jeff, do you think Kirk's coming back? Jeff, so he'll no, drive him here. I, I do he'd not. Tra- for 150, he'll go pick him up from the airport. Do you think Kirk would hire you to be his Valentine's Day chauffeur? 
Yes, because he know he will get home safe. Kirk and Julie are a lovely, lovely couple. Maybe, maybe we should set that up. I'm gonna I'm I'm hit my people still on and see staff. what I can do. D Hall's still on the staff. Great to hear, him, D. Yeah. Great to hear, D. Um, Landville, do you think Kirk will land in Washington? Probably not. Do you want Kirk to land in Washington? Nah. Um, Kirk's a good quarterback. He obviously can can sling the rock. I think that's a short term thing, though. That's not a long term. It's thing. a short term thing, and I think one. And now he's coming off the Achilles, right? So that's a question mark. But two, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, I think we've now spent around ninety seconds on it. I think that's the appropriate amount of time. When we come back, we're going to make some bets. <laughs> Be Mitchell Finley. I mean, talk about a banger. The fact that. Michael Bolton was allowed to cover this is he should be thrown off the planet. <laughs> this song hit number one on both the Billboard Hot 100 and the R&B singles charts in 1966. And still sounds good. Dude, th- this joint sold a million copies in 1966. <laughs> I feel like there weren't a million people that owned a record player. <laughs> like... Like rural Texas didn't get electricity till the mid sixties. LBJ hey, like made that a platform. They found a way to go get it. I feel like a lot of people lived in places like Chicago and New York, though. They had electricity there. I have a let it, let that play, landfill. Let's 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 get our love out here. Um, Brian, no. Percy Sledge was born in Layton, Alabama. Do you know where he died? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Wow. The Red Stick. Wow. Never knew that. Shout out to the Sledge family. Um, Happy Valentine's Day to all. I hope you and your loved ones enjoy the day. Have a great time out there today, people. Um, Whatever you're doing tonight, hope you get laid. Just going to be honest with you. Um, I, I realize I've reached... The age where I show people pictures of my kids. <laughs> you bought coffee for Valentine's Day. You probably gonna be sleeping on the couch. Probably, and I can't <laughs> stop coughing at night. Um, uh, I I went in there. My daughter was put on the Instagram page of the school because she's dressed like the Statue of Liberty. I thought it was really cool, and I showed it to Landfill. And I appreciate you at least humoring me, Landfill. I know in your head you were like, "Oh my God, get the hell away from me." Was it this kid? Exactly. It was that. Ah. that she's your favorite, right? She's yeah, a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, so I'm that old. I'm the guy that just shows people pictures of his children now. Uh, that's a realization. Yeah, that, I that, show them on my grandkids. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a moment. That's a moment in life. Um, apparently, I'm also a person that starts rap battles. Jeff, do you want to update us on on the situation? Uh, Jeff Too Funny versus Wildcard Scotty. Yes, yeah, so Scotty called the phone because he heard what JP said. And you know he, he wants some Jeff. He he won a battle. Oh, can we have a live rap battle on air? Yeah, we can. He's sending in his minute and thirty seconds to me now, and then I'm gonna respond. Then we could just, I guess, we could run it tomorrow. But shouldn't this happen like live on air rather than recording? No, no, because Scotty may curse. Yeah, I was about to say, I, can, can, I don't know if Scotty could go that long without cursing. I know I can. If it's a minute and a half, we don't have enough dump for that. We need to record that. <laughs> Been dumped twice, yeah. and you won't hear nothing like 10 words. <laughs> All right, tomorrow, rap battle, 11.45. Hey, Scotty, have your bars ready. 
Oh, man. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, we got to make some bets. There's obviously a very ser- serious situation going on in D.C. today. We're aware of it. Praying, hoping the best for everybody, everybody involved. Out there, definitely. Um, let's make some bets, Landfill. <laughs> Jeffrey. Oh, man, it's still a bad day in the fishbowl. Landfill hit his bet. He's sitting at one and one, but unfortunately, I'm sitting at Owen for the week. So it's a bad day. I don't care what anybody else says. B, stop smirking at me. Of course, you hit your, you hit your parlay yesterday. I didn't even know. B's he, in here he, smirking. He, 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 but hold on, hold on. He says it's a bad day in the fishbowl. Landfill won yesterday. Yeah, what the hell? How the hell you say it's a bad day just because you lost? Because I didn't win. Right, care if you lose. And you know what? I'm going to walk What's your name? Owen the, Walker. the week over. And JP, you Are sitting you at Owen? two and A. Did he say two and A? He He said two and A. I do have to throw Jeff under the bus a little bit. He looked at the score of the Creighton-Georgetown game, and he saw that Creighton won by 22, and he said, oh, man, I guess you lost. Creighton only won by 17. (laughs) Wait, what? They won 94 (laughs) to 72. Hey, the great state of Maryland, public education, baby. Me and Jeff, we we know our math, all right? Oh, no, y'all don't. <laughs> do your skills Jeff, build us? Do not allow him to put you in that category with him, bro. I'm you know, a PG he, County uh, graduate, bro. <laughs> it, it, no, no, it's what it is. But Jay is way worse than you. I don't know. Ah, huh? Who you think's worse at math, me or Jeff? You? Oh, definitely you, JP. <laughs> you just confused twenty-two with seventeen. That's because I was I was looking at a whole list of scores and then I. Pinpointed the actual what game. I tell you? Who he, wants what tonight? He had to be tired early because he always has an excuse for his mistakes. I'm taking Detroit Mercy minus five and a half. Well, I hadn't even looked. I think I, too, am taking Detroit Mercy minus five and a half. Oh, yeah. I don't feel good about this anymore. I got to take that, too. Oh, God. Give me and Tennessee minus eight and a half over Kansas, Arkansas. And it's Dylan, right? Dylan, I mean. Dylan Walsh? <laughs> No. Dylan Jones, this that basketball this, player from yesterday. Well, was Dylan Dylan's name Dylan's name and Kenny well. Connecticut minus 24 and a half it was, over DePaul. It was Brenda and Brandon Walsh. What was Dylan's last name? I don't know what the hell McKay. you're talking about. McKay. Dylan McKay. Who the hell is Dylan McKay? I mean, a heartthrob from the mid-90s Beverly Hills 90210 show. The Wiz are playing tonight, getting 13 against the Pelicans. Take them. Uh, I'm taking Detroit Mercy. Uh, a school that I was unaware existed until about 30 minutes ago. Are you still looking for the other half I'm of your done. parlay? Thank you to everybody that listened to the program today. Hey. Thank you to Neil Greenberg. Thank you to Ben White. Thank you to Denton Day. Thank you to Chris Hare for calling in. Uh, big day tomorrow in Ashburn. Press conference with Kingsbury and Joe Witt. Yeah, I might be out there. Beamage might be out there signing autographs, kissing babies. No, I never say nothing about all that. Uh, tomorrow we should open the phone lines. That should be fun. Grant and Danny are coming your way Did you take next. your comrades with you? Yes, yesterday. I think I saw it on the table. No, I took it home yesterday. Okay, Grant and Danny sure. coming up next. You made it this far. I beer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.